It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. to Higher Ground with Chris Warren. Good evening, Sydney. Welcome to Higher Ground on Thursday, the 15th of July. Hats off to Queensland, 20 points to 18. The win on the Gold Coast in Origin 3. I think we all thought uh, that the New South Wales clean sweep was almost a formality, didn't we? Put your hand up if that's what you were thinking. Yeah, my hand is in the air. But the Maroons, they, they showed plenty of ticker, didn't they? Plenty of that Queensland fighting spirit. And you can see why clean sweeps are just so hard to come by. Ben Hunt, man of the match um, at hooker with two tries. Uh, but you take Kalen Ponger out of that Queensland side. I'm, I'm, I'll say this, they don't win without Kalen Ponger. Uh, boy, what a, what a big performance he had. And didn't they miss him in the other games uh, that he didn't play? I think it showed last night how much the Blues also missed Nathan Cleary, didn't it? His composure, uh, his kicking game. And also that that spark of Jerome Luai. Uh, our attack certainly did look well, disjointed and, and clunky at times, but I guess you can expect that um, when you bring in a totally new halves pairing. Look, in the end, it was a comprehensive and one-sided series, which will, I imagine, be best remembered for, for two things, the sheer dominance of New South Wales and the chaos of Queensland. They had injuries, suspensions, the eligibility dramas, um, the COVID breach, uh, the coach and captain under pressure. It certainly did have the lot. Freddie says that he has no regrets about team selections in game three, nor the decision to um, take that 50 metre penalty goal in the dying minutes. He did have a few issues though with some of the refereeing's decisions. But in saying that, he acknowledged that the better team won on the night and that they did. So well done to Queensland. I think the one other thing to come out of last night's game, and it reaffirmed it for me, well, that set restart for for inside the 10 metres. This rule um, and also for offside, it has to go. Teams are too smart. They've got it all worked out, just as Queensland did last night. And New South Wales exploited the rule as well at times. Teams are quite prepared to roll the dice on the first couple of tackles in the set. They get up, they get offside. Uh, if they get pinged, well, um, we just have to defend one or two extra tackles. It is abundantly clear to me, in my opinion, that conceding a set restart is simply not enough of a deterrent. It needs a rethink. It needs a rethink now. I know it can't be changed mid-season this season, but please, 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 let's bin it for next season. Let's go back to the penalty for inside the 10 metres. There, I've got that off my chest. Hats off, too, um, to those in charge at Seabus Super Stadium. It's quite an effort, isn't it, on their part, uh, including Origin 3. The Titans' home ground will host five games in five days, maybe even six games in five days. Um, I am ho- hoping to chat to the boss of Seabus Super Stadium tonight and just see how on earth they are getting this job done. It might sound pretty straightforward to you and me, 
Uh, but turning a venue around with such short uh, sh- short time, it really must have its challenges. Um, if it's something we'll be getting uh, more and more used to, though, over the coming weeks, isn't it, with all the double headers and, and triple headers and with club life becoming more hub life, it's costing the NRL a pretty penny too. They say between 10 and $15 million a month rehousing the players and about 300 um Wives, girlfriends, all the children across across the three Queensland hubs. So on the Gold Coast, we've got Parramatta, Canterbury, Souths, Canberra and the Warriors. The Panthers, Knights, Manly and the Roosters are on the Sunshine Coast um, with Melbourne also returning to Queensland. And Cronulla, the Dragons and West Tigers are sharing the same hotel, I believe, in Brisbane. Now, as we've learned today and has touched on then, Melbourne Storm relocating back to Queensland as we speak. Um, So their home game against the Knights, which was to be played at Amy Park on Saturday night, is now being rescheduled. We'll talk more about that a bit later in the program. Origin players, uh, will they return to their club for the remaining matches? Well, that just has to be seen. Time will tell to see which players will be backing up. But Origin, it is done. It is dusted. And for 2021, New South Wales, they reign supreme. The Blues bring the shield back to where it belongs. Get involved with the program. Don't be afraid. Uh, The text line 0457 736 736. What do you think? Are you prepared to uh, throw stones at New South Wales selections now with the benefit of hindsight? Do you think Mitchell Moses and Jack Whiten, is that the reason New South Wales lost? I don't think it is. I just think Queensland, they they finally stood, stood up to the challenge in front of them. They were much, much better. And we probably weren't as good as what we were in games one and two. But with a new halves pairing, I think that was to be expected. What about the refereeing? And what about that set restart for inside the 10? Are you like me? Do you think it's got to go? I do. You know, restart after restart after restart. Suddenly you're forced to defend four or five or six sets of six on your own line. You've just got to buckle. I think it's really um, not ruining the game, but, gee, I think the game would be better if the restart was binned for next season. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That's the open line number if you would like to join us. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. Well, uh, plenty of things happening with the NRL's fixture list for this weekend, which I've just uh, alluded to and touched on there uh, moments ago. Uh, Just fresh out to hand now uh, from the NRL is a press release going, uh, well, going into detail about the fixtures and the new changes that are happening uh, with Melbourne relocating back to Queensland. So I'll go through this uh, for you now. But um, I was saying Seabus Super Stadium, boy, what a job they are doing and will have to do over the weekend. I'll be talking to the boss of Seabus Super Stadium a bit later in the show, hopefully. Uh, Christian Blundell is his name. Um, And now I understand that there will be six games... If you take in origin from last night, six games played in five days at Seabus Super Stadium. Uh, the new schedule then for the Saturday's game. So we're at Seabus Super Stadium, we know there is a doubleheader being played uh, tomorrow night. So first up, the Titans take on the Eels, then Manly play the Dragons. Now there is also a doubleheader at Seabus on Saturday. 
It was just to be the one game there. Raiders taking on the Sharks at uh, 3pm. But there's been a bit of a, a switcheroony around. There will be a doubleheader at Seabus Super Stadium on the Saturday. The 5.30 game now will be Canberra against Cronulla at Seabus Super Stadium. The 3pm game will be played uh, in Townsville. So they've switched that one around. North Queensland Cowboys will take on Sydney Roosters at 3pm in Townsville. So the Melbourne Storm, they will host Newcastle Knights as part of that Super Saturday doubleheader on the Gold Coast after relocating to Brisbane following the announcement of that lockdown in Melbourne. So the North Queensland Cowboys, just repeating, they will now host a Saturday afternoon game, and that is ahead of the V8 Supercars uh, in Townsville, the Super Sprint race, which will now begin... Uh, at the conclusion of the game. So that's a, I mean, a good bit of um, mm. cross-promotion between the V8 supercars and the NRL. Uh, but in short, Seabus Super Stadium, including Origin, they will now host six games in five days. Yeah, four mm. games in 72 hours. Quite remarkable. Mm. I look forward to talking to the boss of Seabus Super Stadium a bit later on. Uh, the Pearl is going to jump on the line very shortly. Steve Renoff, we normally talk to uh, Steve on a Monday night, uh, our Queenslander section. Um, I thought it's only right. I've been gloating a bit the last few weeks. Not just me, the Mad Russian's uh, with me here as well, by the way. The Mad Russian uh, here on higher ground. We have been gloating a Absolutely. bit. So I think it's only right that we give the Pearl the right of reply. One of the Queensland great. We're so lucky to have him yeah. every Monday, and it's good of him to come on. To, well, I'm he sure does. he was he... almost biting your ear off to come on tonight, wasn't he? Well, the he Pearl? wasn't. No, I just dropped him a text to Pearl. I said, do you mind getting on? And he jumps online for Deadly Choices too. He does a great job for them. Um, so we'll talk to Steve uh, shortly, in fact. Um, and to balance thing, I think we should sort of do a bit of gloating. I want to chat to Brett Finch later on well, as he's well. The, he's the king of gloating. So I heard got, some of the commentary. Got the, we've got the right man there. I heard some of the commentary last night. So he was calling on the, the Blues origin mm. call. So it was clearly a biased call, right? We had a Queensland version as well. Yep. Um, who was calling that? Uh, Mark, Braybrook, Mark Braybrook. Scott Sattler. Gary Belcher. And Badge, right. So that was clearly a, a bias towards mm. Queensland. Quite honestly and openly, uh, overtly biased. I saw a text. I saw a text. I, uh, here, there's one here. They haven't got... He hasn't got his name on it. So, no. Finchie, you need to grow up and be a professional commentator and not have so much bias in your commentary. Well, this person, do they I not get it? I hope their tongue is firmly in their cheek there. Or maybe it is. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe they just don't get it. It was a totally biased commentary <laughs> uh, call of origin. So we had three games that being called uh, on SEN last night. So we're going to chat to uh, the Pearl. We're going to chat to Finchie. Um the boys from Canberra Raiders, their podcast, we get them on the line as well. So they're they're part of that, mm. uh, uh, all the action on the Gold Coast. Um, and they are the Sharks taking, uh, the Raiders taking on the Sharks, rather, uh, on Saturday. So we'll, we'll chat to those boys as well. Uh, the Talking League boys, Andy Burden, I think, is going to jump mm. on the line a bit later on um, from Talking League podcast. Always good to have a chat to him as well. So we've got lots to look forward to. We're going to squeeze it all in somehow over the next uh, three hours. So we're here until 11 o'clock. Uh, love you to join us as, as well. If you haven't got that text line, I will give it to you again. 0457 
736 736. That is the text line. If you want to jump on the line and have a chat, it could be about anything. What about the refereeing last night? Like me, do you want this, this set restart for a 10-metre uh, infringement? Do you want it thrown in the bin? I do. I I've, I think it, it potentially can ruin the mm. game, can ruin a contest. I've got no problem with the restart for the ruck infringements. And let's be honest, last year, that was the whole reason they brought that in, wasn't it? To, to get rid mm. of the wrestle, really to get rid of the wrestle, to clean it up. And they did. And it is a faster game. But then to then extend it with more new rules this year, and I, you know, I'm i not patting myself on the back here, but I did say before this new rule was was inter, uh, brought in this season, mm. I didn't like it. That, that was the one rule I didn't like, the restart uh, for an inside the 10 mm. infringement. And, I mean, last night we saw so many of them, back to back to back. And forget who, who I'm going for, Queensland or New South Wales. They were both guilty of it. Mm. But teams have worked it out, you know. They're prepared to, to get up inside the 10 in the first couple of, t- of tackles because it's those first two tackles with that initial collision that sets the tempo for the whole set of six. And even as a junior coach, I, I teach my, my under-13s the same thing. Let's really win that collision, mm. the first couple of tackles. And that all comes down from NRL, and I hear smarter guys talking about it. So they'll do whatever they can. If they give a penalty away, well, who cares? It just means we've got to defend an extra tackle One or tackle. two. Yeah. yeah. So we'll give the penalty away if we have to, in order for us to set the tempo of, of mm. or the tone of that, that next set of six. So they're exploiting it, right? Mm. And they will keep exploiting it. You can't blame the players or the coaches for coaching that way. These are the rules. How do we bend the rules to our own advantage? So I just think, let's go back to the straight penalty. And, Mm -hmm. okay, you want to penalise a team, there you go, boot the ball, gain another 30 or 40 metres downfield, then they might just rethink Mm. and say, you know, well, actually, we don't want to be gifting these guys piggybacks um, out of their own end. Anyway, you might have some thoughts on that. Uh, Chris, don't want to harp on, but how on earth was Moses picked last night? Uh, No runs for no metres, not origin level. From Dave. Uh, well, Dave, yeah, uh, you've got your opinion. And uh, please join Dave. Send those texts through. I think, look, the beauty of hindsight. Aren't we all yeah. just very clever with the beauty <laughs> of hindsight? All right. Um, but let me say this, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back for the second time in one minute. Mm. When New South Wales, uh, on the eve of the team announcement, and you were here with me. Yes. I remember you being here with me. I said this. Freddie will have either one eye on the future mm. or two eyes on the present. And by that, I mean, how desperate are they to go for the clean sweep and how desperate are they to win Origin 3? I think if they were really desperate of doing the clean sweep, they would have put Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker in the mm. 6 and 7 or 7 and 6, I think, right? And I said that before the teams were selected. But with one eye on the future, and let's be honest, Mitchell Moses is the second in line. If Nathan Cleary falls over, who else is he going to put in there? He felt obliged to blood Mitchell Moses. He also felt obliged to give Jack Whiten a start in the six, which he hadn't done before. So I can see the logic behind the selections. Um, And Freddie was quick to defend both of the players. He doesn't Mm. think the reason they lost was because of them. And it's too, I think it's too easy to point the finger at Jack Whiten and Mitchell Moses. Yes, they're not Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai. They don't know each other's game like those two Penrith boys do. And how could they possibly? No. They've never played together before. 
But I just want to hold back. I don't want to throw too many stones at Jack White and Mitchell Moses. I thought they did a decent job. But yes, I will say that our attack did look clunky. It did look dysfunctional at times. Mm. Well, it certainly didn't look as smooth as it did with the Penrith boys in the six and seven. You know, Mm. um, but were they the reason we lost? I don't think so. But having said that, in my opinion, if Reynolds and Walker were there, we win. Okay, I've said mm. it. But again, the beauty of hindsight. Yeah. Uh, shoot me down, 0457 <laughs> 736 736. Let me know how you really feel. 1300 01 1170. 1300 01 1170. There is a space on the open line. Uh, stick around, though. Um, we might talk to, uh, hopefully, we'll get Steve Renoff on the line next. And great to have your company this uh, Thursday night edition of Higher Ground. I guess the dust is settling uh, from State of Origin Game 3. Very shortly going to talk to uh, the Pearl, Steve Renoff, uh, Queensland Origin great, and uh, looking forward to doing that. Just before I go to Steve, um, an update on the uh, the fixtures and the rescheduling for this weekend. So this has only uh, just come out from the NRL. So Melbourne Storm will host the Newcastle Knights as, as part of a Super Saturday Double header on the Gold Coast after relocating to Brisbane following announcement of a lockdown in Melbourne. So, uh, North Queensland Cowboys will now host uh, a Saturday afternoon game uh, ahead of the V8 Supercars in Townsville, the Super Sprint there. And uh, that Super Sprint race will then uh, begin at the conclusion of uh, the Cowboys game. So, 3 o'clock kickoff now on Saturday in Townsville. The Cowboys up against the Roosters. Uh, then there'll be a double header. Another double header at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast. So at the 5.30 game, the Raiders take on the Sharks and the 7.35 game, Melbourne Storm take on Newcastle Knights. Plenty of wear and tear uh, on that, that, that venue, that pitch. Origin last night, the Friday double header at Seabus Super Stadium. You've got the Titans against the Eels, then Manly against the Dragons. And then, as I said, the Saturday double header on the Gold Coast, Raiders against the Sharks before the Storm take on the Knights. And then there's a game there on Sunday as well. Uh, South Sydney take on the Doggies. Time now for this. If I can find the right button, there it is there. Where is Sydney? That's it, Queensland. Silver Fiji? That's it, Queensland. Where is Bowerville? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. Queensland's everywhere. Well, thank goodness for Queensland, huh? Because if it wasn't for Queensland, uh, we would not have an NRL competition at the moment. Stevie Renoff, how are you, buddy? Hey, good, Chris. Um, we're loving it, mate. We're loving having everyone <laughs> up this way. You're very hospitable. And um, uh, do I detect um, a bit of a smile in your voice today? Because it's been a, it's been a horrendous few weeks for Queensland. Um, you know, the Queensland team, it's been des- described as uh, lacking culture. Um, a bit of a shambles, but um, they were a different team last night. That that fighting spirit was there for all to see. Yeah, where where, where have they been? That was that was amazing last night. How, how they could turn around uh, in game three uh, from really from a, a diabolical uh, first two games. But the boys stepped up. There was obviously a couple of changes with with players, and we'll talk about them. But um, made all the difference. But um, everyone stepped up and um, you know put in put in for the jersey, and we got away with the win. 
Yeah, I, I, and and this is not sour grapes. I know Freddie Fittler was you know, saying he, he didn't like some of the refereeing decisions, but you know you get that in all games, don't you? They, they sort of generally should even themselves out across the game. Maybe maybe that didn't happen so much last night, but no no question, the better team won. Yeah, look look, the the, the boys just they, they just come out there ready to play. As I said, Benny Hunt uh, was on fire. You know, Kalen Ponger and. Um, you know, he was on fire, but you know, they they just went out there and um, they they just wanted to put some more, uh, you know, a bit of pride back in that jersey. And look, I don't think the the referee decisions had much to do with that. The boys that they just put in, and um, you know, and they they just wanted to end the series in a in a positive way. Two players we want to talk about, and you just touched on Kalen Ponga. My goodness, he's a player, isn't he? Yeah, look, and look, we we obviously have missed him, um, to be honest, and. He went out there last night and he just did what he did best and he, he, he loves that arena and he loves every level of footy but uh, he went out there and dominated and um, I, I thought that, you know, he, he was a big difference. Um, you know, we, we kept uh, Tommy Turbo quiet as well, um, which is was very tough to do in the first two games. What about Latrell Mitchell, Steve? Um... <laughs> yeah, he's had comparisons with Greg Inglis and you can understand why... He, this kid, this kid's something special too. He can, he can, he can do anything, Latrell, and he's he's had a really good series. Oh, look, you know, he has in you know, the whole three games, and he's just as dominant force, and he he showed it again last night. And look, he, he could he could nearly arguably um, uh, be a little bit uh, disappointed, which he wouldn't be, but um, he could have quite easily got the Wally Lewis medal. Absolutely, um, to be honest. Um, if you look at the whole three games and. Look, Latrell is just an absolute freak, and you know he doesn't mind me saying, it, but just he's just so dominant in what he does, and he, I, I just love the way he has just settled back into after a little bit of drama early on, uh, going back a couple of years into his footy, and you know what I, I think Wayne Bennett has a lot to do with that, but gee, the kid can play. Where's his best position, Steve Latrell? I, I think it's centre. Uh, it, 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 he's just shown that in the series. You know, he, he played his. He dominated uh, when he first came on the scene for Origin uh, in, in the centres, and I I would always prefer him to see it that in that position. But um, you know, he he wants to be fullback, but um, I, I definitely he is a, he's a gun centre. Harry Grant is is likely the you know the next number nine for Queensland. You'd think for for a few years to come. Um, but Ben Hunt uh, did really well in the nine <laughs> last night, didn't he? Oh yes, you know he 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 could easily been in the running for man of the match. I'm sure he would have got the the, the Queensland um, players player. Uh, yeah, Benny, I, I've always said to Benny that um, you know I, I felt sorry for him over his career because even early on um, at the Broncos, he he just they couldn't settle him in a position. But I've always said his he, his best position is number nine. Um, you know, then he found himself at seven at times and. But last night he just showed that that's his position, and um, he, he dominated. And, and we just haven't had that. Uh, we were, as we talked about in, in the past weeks, Chris, about this team. They've always been uh, in the first two games, been just a couple of steps behind, um, behind the New South Wales. And, and I think that that all starts around the number nine. And uh, he went out there last night and just dominated. Uh, you know, he got two meat pies, and I thought, what a great game for Benny Hunt. Yeah, Munster picked up his game as well. So did uh, Daly Cherry Evans. But your forward pack, um, 
No yeah. wheat links there at all. No, not at all. It's good to see, you know, and, uh, you know, Tino busting through and, and putting young, um, you know, uh, Tabuai away. The Hammer, the Hammer, uh, his, yeah. The Hammer, put him away for his debut try. How good was that? Mm. And, you know, I, I, I talked about him um, when he got got selected and I, I saw his interview and he was just confident. You knew he was going to have a good game because he just, he grew up and that's all he wanted to do is, is play Origin and, you know, he talked about his family. He went out there and he did us proud. Do you remember your first Origin, Steve? Yeah, well, I, I had to talk to a group about that yesterday. It was uh, 91. Uh, I debuted uh, at the Old Lane Park. Um, and So Wally Lewis was the captain and uh, Mel Meninga. I was playing with my, my idol. And you know, I was, like I said, I was 21. And to run out in the Old Lane Park is just something. It's just, you're just emotional. And it, it's, it's a really eerie and hard um, to explain to people what that feeling was like. Uh, I bet it stays with you for the the rest of your life. It would have been one of the most uh, proudest moments of your life. You're making your origin debut. So well done to uh, to the Hammer, Hamiso uh, Tabuai Fido, yeah. and scoring a try on debut. Um, yeah, good performance all around for, from the Queenslanders. What did you make? Um, did you go to the game, by the way? No, no. I, I um, the didn't use Stevie... Uh, Mitchell, the, the CEO, I, I couldn't get on to him. So oh. he was obviously very busy last night. I told you just to flash your bloody driver's licence and you'll get <laughs> you'll get front row seats. Hey, know. mind you, the, the, there was a lot of, lot of the the, uh, the crowd couldn't get in for a while. So I would have got stuck in the in the line, I'm sure. You would miss kickoff. Um, well, you would have seen it on the on the coverage then. Um, and I don't know if it, after the match, if the Queenslanders had left and it was the New South Wales contingent. But they were, they were you know, giving Daly Cherry Evans a, a few boos, and I think in the warm-ups too there were there were a few boos as well. Um, yeah, that, that's I, very, very un Queensland like. Yeah, it is, it is. and um, you know I'd I'd like to think that uh, that was true, and that they were all New South Welshmen because remember a, a lot of, they're right on the border there at the Tweed, mm. um, and and a lot of the New South Welshmen just from over the border and uh, that were out of obviously the Sydney uh, COVID area. They would have definitely made their way up um, up to the game without a doubt, and they had free reign to do that. So, uh, you know, and it doesn't matter even even if uh, they they weren't. I mean, I'm not a fan of of the crowd doing. You just appreciate the footy that you watch. Yeah. All right, mate. Um, Paul Green. Then we've touched on it before. Has he done enough? Does he keep the job next year? What what what's your gut feeling? Yeah, I, I think he he probably does. I mean, nothing's been said yet. And that's a thing, and. I think, in, you know, we, we talk about it. I talk about origin from a player's point of view and I think from a from a state-by-state state point of view, it's game by game. So he's finished, even though we lost the series, he, he's finished the series with a win. Um, and that meant a lot to Queensland. So, um, you know, just to take that... that the shine off of the series win for New South Wales, and, and they admitted that, that that you never like to lose the last one, even though you're too, you know, you, it's a dead rub. It's never a dead rubber in Origin, and you're only as good as your last game. I, I think you'll be all right. Hey, uh, one other question, Steve. The referee he's copped a bit of a bit of a hammering today. Um, <laughs> different from game one and two, he was very uh, well whistle happy, um, particularly with the set restarts. What's your? Yeah. Have you got an? You've got an opinion on this? This inside the ten um, restart instead of yeah. a, instead of a penalty. Would you like to go back to how it was? Well, 
it, it's it's situational on what's happening in the game. You know, it's um, there's sometimes when they call those they make those decisions. I think look, a team would have been more benefited if they got the penalty. Um, so that then comes back to the ref on the note or the day, um, how what how they view it. I, I think it, you know they, I think they're still adjusting to the refs. It, it, this rule hasn't been in for that long, so you know they're still adjusting and they're in the, they're, they're like the players. They're in the heat of the moment, uh, so we've got to give them a bit of leeway. But they um, they'll, they'll slowly get it right. Well, mate, it's going to be busy up there. And again, thank you to uh, your state. And, um, well, you're one of the ambassadors for your state, aren't you, really, Steve? Um, letting us letting us all in there. Melbourne Storm are, are flying back as we speak. So they're, yes. they're going back into the, the hub as well. And um, the Gold Coast, um, the venue for last night's Origin, it will host now, uh, including Origin, six games in a five-day period. I know it's a good surface, yeah. but I hope it holds up okay. Well, I hope it does too. I mean, uh, it, it was funny, um, you know, the, the the groundsmen at all these venues, and you got to give it to them how they they do a great job on the surfaces, and it's no different down there. At, you know, at stadiums Queensland, they do it here at Suncorp, and um, you know, you, you got to give credit to those guys. But hey, we're looking forward to this. It's it's like a festivus of rugby league up here for the next few couple of months so we're all looking forward to it well that can't be a bad thing uh, Dave before you <laughs> one more please one more Dave from Jamboree sent a text in Steve uh, he says hi Chris I saw Gus uh, Gus Gould had a suggestion of a five game origin uh, only playing games that were required so you'd still be guaranteed to have three games but potentially five games in origin thought it was a good idea <laughs> what do you think about that off the top of your top of your head no we, we, we can't change the concept of origin and Origin is origin. It's it's a three gamer, um, you know. And I think we we just uh, you know we'll be going away from what we love. And look, that's a lot. You talk about the origin ring. That's a lot on the players within a season. Yeah. So um, yeah, origin's another level. I think three is a perfect uh, the number. Stevie Randolph, thanks for do, uh, joining us, mate. Um, I appreciate you jumping on the line. Well done to Queensland, and um, I'm, I'm glad you're smiling. Yes, don't worry. I'll be going to bed uh, with a big smile on my face. As well you should. And Steve is brought to us by Deadly Choices, and Deadly Choices aims to empower Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples towards a healthier, happier life by eating healthy, exercising daily, and eradicating sugar, smokes, and alcohol. Steve, thanks for joining us, mate. We'll chat again soon. No worries. Thank you. Good fella, Steve Renoff. Always enjoyed chatting to him. It's never a problem. Never a problem as well. So just for Stevie, here's this. No, that's not going to work either, is it? Unless I pull that up there. Silver Fiji, <laughs> that's it, Queensland. Where is Bowerville? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. Queensland's everywhere. And it's coming up to uh, 22 minutes to 9 o'clock. We're here until 11pm tonight. Uh, normally we're on a Monday, Wednesday and a Friday night higher ground. Um... Schedule's been chopped and changed a little bit this week, so we're here for you tonight. Won't be here tomorrow, uh, but great to have your company. If you'd like to send a text, please do. 0457 736 736 is that text line. If you want to jump on the open line, there's space there now. If you want to have a chat, 1300 01 1170. 1300 01 1170. Space there now if you would like to have a chat. Uh, what do you think about the refereeing last night? Was Freddie Fittler right in calling out the referee, Jared Sutton? 
um, saying that he, he thought there were a few dodgy decisions. I think there were a couple as well, but I, it's not sour grapes. I think mm-hmm. I think the better team won on the night. Um, I think Tommy Trebojevic was, was quieter than he was in games one and two, mm-hmm. but there's probably a good reason for that. He, he didn't seem to see the ball um, like he did in Origin 1 and 2. Uh, we had a new halves pairing that, you know, maybe they didn't, well, they didn't click no. as you would expect. I mean, they haven't played together before. Um, it was also seamless in games one and two with Nathan and Jerome Luai in seven and six. So we, we've got to expect that mm. was always going to happen. And we did look a bit clunky in attack. Again, you've got to expect that was going to happen. I think it's wrong to point the fingers solely and squarely at uh, Mitch Moses and Jack Whiten. Um, and Freddie was quick to defend them both. He said, look, they, they did their jobs. Um, Mitch set up a try, didn't he, with that with that, that in-goal kick. And Jack scored a try. They were both pretty strong in defence. Mm. Um, in the end, the better team won, um, I guess. But a lot of the fallout from last night is very much about uh, now the selections of um, Mitchell Moses and uh, Jack Whiten as well. So um, much discussion today has been about that. Uh, so why don't we, why don't we hear from um, some of the boys? Cam Smith, uh, he was speaking this morning to Vossi, I believe, um, on the selection of Mitch Moses. But more so, uh, I think he, he was saying he would have gone with Adam Reynolds. I was in favour of picking, um, well, Adam Reynolds in particular. Um, I, was, I was happy for you know New South Wales to, to run with Jack White, and he'd been a part of the side for the entire series. Um, but I, I, I thought as though that Brad Fittler was going to go with Adam Reynolds for this game, given his experience. Um, he's played Origin before. He's got a combination with particularly Damien Cook. Um, he's got two edge players outside him in Cam Murray and Latrell Mitchell as well. So he's got that combination also. Um, and I think last night, you're, you're right. The, the the Blues, their last play options and, and some of the, the kicking options um, were a little bit off the mark. Um, a couple of seven-tackle sets, I believe. Um, and, and, you know, Jack Whiten, we all know he's a runner. Mm. He loves running the football. When, you know, seven times, eight times out of ten, when he gets the ball in his hands, he runs the ball. And, you know, he did a great job for, for most part of the game. He, he scored a, a very good try for the Blues. Um, but I guess there were times when there was there probably the, 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 the smarter option would have been to, mm. to um, promote the football out to Latrell and let him do his stuff. So there is Cameron Smith, and uh, he has earned every right to have his comment um, on anything to do with State of Origin. But there you heard it from him, Adam Reynolds. He, he would have gone with Adam Reynolds. And it's fair enough to say it in hindsight, but I'm sure he would have said the same thing before teams were selected. As I did, I, I would have gone with Reynolds and Walker. Mm. But as I said, and I'll, I'll repeat, mm. it was about having one eye on the future or two eyes on the present. And I will, I will say, and this has got nothing to do with... Well, I guess it has got to do with, with last night's performance. Um, I say you play Walker and Reynolds and we probably win that match. Okay, but we'll never know. That's all hypothetical. Mm. So, yeah. um, end of the day, look, they were a better team. Better team. Um, but I did say that before the teams were selected, I, I too would have gone with, with Reynolds and I would have gone with Walker. But Freddie believes that you know, he owed it to Mitchell Moses to give him a shot and he owed it to Jack White to give him a shot. So who are we to criticise, Freddie? And, you know, it's not like they got smashed. Latrell <laughs> Mitchell had a kick that fell, what, two, three metres short on another night. 
Uh, yeah. It looked beautiful. What about boot. that too? I mean, and there's another thing. Uh, weigh in. Give us a call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Was that the, the, a dumb decision to go for the two, try and square things up, or do you keep the pressure on and go for the try? What do you do? Um, 50 metres out. Uh, he, he's got a big boot on him, but it just, yeah, you're right. It fell a few, uh, a few metres short. And also, let's not forget too, if, if Tommy Trebojevic, instead of throwing that ball off his right shoulder to, to Teddy, just goes himself. Steps himself, yep. In he goes. Different story. So, you know, no, we weren't, we weren't far off the pace at all. But, you know, Turbo and Latrell, well, Latrell did, but Turbo didn't get anywhere near enough ball, in my mm. opinion. Um, and you could say, well, that's because of the halves. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Freddie Fittler, he's a much smarter man than me, so let's hear him on uh, Moses and Whiten. I thought, well, Mitchell Moses had the kick for the try. And I, thought, I just thought that uh, Jack Wyden scored a try. So I'm not sure where your argument is. No, I was, just, I was just wondering what you thought about it. What, no, I thought they were great. I was really happy with Mitchell Moses. I thought his defence was fantastic. They threw a lot at him. At the end of the day, I don't know how much ball or what the line was, but uh, a lot of it was in defence and a lot, a lot of it was under fatigue. And a lot of Mitchell's defence was outstanding and Jack Wyden. So uh, there's always two sides to a game. There's Freddie uh, immediately after the match in the press conference defending his uh, his halves, um, Mitch Moses and uh, and Jack Whiten there as well. What do you make of their performance, Mad Russian? I think clunky is the right word. That's the one that's being bandied about, and I, I don't and it think it only seem little things. But when you when you don't land the ball in goal and, mm. and, and force a, a goal line drop out, and when those kicks are a little bit heavy, I know it's only little things, but in the big games, the really good sixes and sevens. They generally nail it more often than not, like an Adam Reynolds would, like an Nathan Cleary would. And you talk about Tommy not getting enough of the ball. The, twice they did kick over to his side. Twice he had jumped everyone, but he was three, four metres short of the line. Well, so he's having, having to knock the ball back rather than being able to take it, as yeah. he has before, well, and yeah, again, fall, in the, fall over himself. And, and again, in a couple of those kicks, I would say, right, and I would say... Uh, they are, the kicks weren't either high enough for Tommy to get his timing right. Yep. Um, but they was always batting it back. Uh, we didn't see once a, a pinpoint kick with Tommy running onto mm. that ball at speed and able to outleap his opposite man. Um, so maybe that's Tommy's problem. Maybe it was the kicker's problem. But, you, you know, that's clunky. Little things like that. On the other side, they kicked to Coates a couple of times. And this big thing that was talked about before Brian Toll was brought into the side as, oh, how's he going to deal with Xavier Coates? He defended two of those kicks, I thought, as well as he, well, he, he can be. He stuffed being one, a but he, smaller man. He stuffed one, Toto, didn't he? But he, he made amends. He turned around quickly, went back and saved that's another right. try. God, that, so that's an origin play. It is. That is an origin play. And we saw it in, was it game two, I think? He saved, a, mm. he saved another try. Late. They are desperate acts, acts mm. of a desperate origin player, mm. you know. Uh, we're not going to see um, many changes for a long time, I don't think, in this no. New South Wales team. Not in the back line, that's for sure. Not in the back line, that's for sure. No way in the world. 0457 736 736 is the text line. If you're brave enough to jump on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You don't have to be brave. I, I'm a nice fella. Mad Russian's a nice fella. Uh, where do nice guys do in our job? We won't we won't bite your head off. Uh, well, we might. Depends what you say. Chris, unfortunately, Brandy and Fittler got this wrong. Moses and Whiten were horrible. Fittler has a love for Moses since he coached Lebanon, and unfortunately, Andrew Johns probably has too much to say as well as he is the halves coach at Para. 
Cheers, Wild Panther. Wild Panther, thank you. Thank you for weighing in on that one, and, and you're entitled to your opinion. Um, I don't know you had a shocker, but I, I, I hear what you're saying there, and, and I repeat, and I this is not beauty of hindsight. Before teams were selected, I would have gone with Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker, but I am not the New South Wales coach. Nor will I ever be the New South Wales coach. What did you think about the officiating, Mad Russian, the referees? He's copping some today, isn't he, Jared Sutton? But after games one and two, he wasn't copping so much. I think over the course of the series, he's been no, 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 pretty no, no, superb. No, no. But not, last not night, last night, I think was probably the performance you put at the bottom of the three. But it's also the one that doesn't mean as much. I tell you what's happened. I tell you what's happened, right? And again, I'll take my blue shirt off. Forget the colour I'm wearing, right? Um, Queensland suddenly became aware of the fact that they have to spoil New South Wales. They have to unbalance them. They have to get in their face. They have to break a few rules. They can't let New South Wales get into a rhythm because we've seen in Mm. Townsville, we saw in Brisbane, what happens when the Blues get in a rhythm, right? So from from the get-go, they were out to destabilize mm. New South Wales, which meant, which meant breaking the rules, being prepared to get up inside the 10 on repeated occasions, being prepared to give away back-to-back-to-back sets. Mm. We've got to do something to stop them getting a roll on. And if I was the coach, I would have done the same thing. So I think what you saw last night were both teams exploiting the rules more mm. than they have done in the past. So my question to you is then, before we criticise the referee, if they're breaking the rules more than they were in game one and two, which I think they were, what is he supposed to do? Say, okay, I'll let, don't worry about it, boys. Yeah, break the mm-hmm. rules. Make your own rules up. No, he's got to enforce the rules. Mm. So I think some of the criticism of, of, of the referee, Jared Sutton, is unwarranted, in my opinion. My humble opinion. I'd agree with that in terms of the flow of the game. I think the one that really got people upset was the the escort that was called on Latrell Mitchell and then a similar incident in the second half with a Queensland player that they felt, that Blues fans felt, wasn't adjudged in the same manner, where Munster took a, a cheeky look over his shoulder and moved, well, he didn't really move, but held his ground into the path so that the Blues player that was running onto the football, I think it was Tommy, yeah. Couldn't run onto it. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, okay, and, and that was uh, that was okay call. I don't think he he can't vanish anywhere. And mm. Latrell gave a penalty away too for doing the same sort of thing. It wasn't escorting or coming That's across. Right. Latrell did shift. I think. Yeah, I've got I think that, that was the difference. There was a knock on the Ponga. Yeah, that was a blatant was knock one. on, and that led to Ben Hunt scoring. Was mm. his first try? Was that his first? Yeah, try? I think it was yeah. his first try. Yeah, that was a wrong call. Mm. That was a total knock on. Right, it might have looked like the ball went backwards, but the ball was being propelled in a forward motion towards um, the opponent's goal. It yeah. was not dead set yeah. knock on. Uh, Warzel from Perth. Warzel, um, did Freddie? This is uh, keep those texts coming through. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you want to have your opinion, you'll say can be about origin, can be about selections, can be about refereeing, can be about Freddie, can be about Mitchell Moses. Did Freddie pick to win or not? Who cares what happens next year with injuries and form? Freddie is not a good coach, might be a good bloke, but look at Wayne Bennett last year, worst team ever, and he won it. Walsall from Perth will agree to disagree. Well done to Queensland. You see, you've got to push these buttons on, don't you? Or otherwise, um, you won't be able to hear me out there. Um, 
just still getting new to this flying this plane mm. uh, panel operating. I think they call it. Is that what it, what's That's called? That's right. Yeah. Uh, well done to Queensland, though. Well done. Well done. Uh, they, they were, yeah, they were too good. They were too good. Too good. Um, I still think, though, you take Kalen Pot. Yeah. I, okay. Settle down. Settle down. Jeez. Invited that lot. Where did they come from? Uh, you take Kale and Ponger out of their team, they don't win. There you go. I said it again. Did no, I say I'd that agree. earlier? I'd agree with that. Yeah. I'll say this too. You put Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker in the Blues team, they win. Blues. That's the margin, but that's, isn't it? You can't say That's unfair to say that. It's hypothetical. Hmm. Is it unfair <laughs> to say? Is it un- we talked about all those points of would Reynolds have made those kicks versus Moses. Yes. Um, yes. Would Cody have carried the ball a bit more than Jack did? Yes. Probably. And when it's a two-point game, yeah, that, that kind of is the difference. Oh, would Adam and Cody have got even more ball to Luttrell? Good God, yeah. goodness. That, and Tommy. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about Daly Cherry Evans there at the the end of the game? getting He's getting some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, well, you don't boo your own. That's very un-Queensland-like, isn't it? Is it un-Gold Coast-like, though? No, maybe not. You reckon they just... From the other side of the river. Yeah, I think that's. Mostly. I think that's what pl- it was. There were plenty in blue. Hearing the effects. Because when I heard, when I heard, when I heard, when, when I heard it, you know, I immediately thought, I immediately thought, was the backflip. Well, so that was DCE's yeah. backflip, Titans backflip. I'm thinking, oh god, these guys have got long memories. It wasn't for that. You reckon it was the Blues? I think it was more Blues supporters in there last night than there were Queensland. Yeah. Hearing the two teams run out. Before, when they warmed up, yeah, yeah, when yeah. Queensland ran out, it was loud. But the Blues, I think the Blues had them covered mm. when they're running out just for warm up. So if that's yeah, your measure, good, good. it's the be- the biggest home ground advantage in New South Wales had the whole series. Yeah, and they bottled it. Yeah. Oh well. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It's coming up to nine o'clock. We're here till eleven. If you want to jump on the open line, you can. Um, Greg Alexander. Uh, one of Freddie's advisors. Is that what we're calling Brandy? Is he an advisor, an assistant coach? Mm. Well, all of the above. Co- all of the above. All of the all of the above. Um, obviously, today a lot of the fallout has been, you know, the finger pointed at Mitchell Moses and uh, and Jack Whiten. Um, unfairly so, in my opinion. I, I think they did as as well as could be expected, mm. given they haven't played together before. Um, but yes, okay, the attack did look clunky. But we're comparing what you're comparing it to is something quite amazing, really. You're comparing this rush performance from these two guys to something that was um, artistic, a near 10 out of 10 in games one and two from two club teammates. So, you know, they were always going to be the fall guys if we, mm-hmm. we did lose. Brandy spoke tonight, I believe. Uh, was that on NRL 360 where he was speaking? Let's have a listen to, to Greg. Uh, it it, it might have, Kenty, but that's, you know, everything's great in hindsight and, uh, we'd be speculating on whether Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker would have done anything different to, to what those two did. Um, I thought individually they both deserved a, a right to play Origin. Um, we, we decided to go with Mitch Moses. Uh, Cody Walker had his chances last year. Um, Adam Reynolds, I don't know how closely you've watched South Sydney play, but um, and whether you're just picking them because they are a club club combination. I, as I said just a moment ago, I, I wouldn't change the decision to pick Mitch Moses or to pick Jack White in the halves. What did Mitch and Jack say to you after that game? Were they were they among that disappointed group? 
Uh, yeah, of course they were, Vonnie. Yeah, like Mitch, Mitch's first game uh, was a loss, so he was disappointed. Um, you know, Jack's Jack's such a wholehearted footballer and, uh, you know, gives everything. Um, Jack, he's, a, he's an origin player. Uh, whether that position's 5'8 centre or, or coming off the bench, um, uh, you can fill either spot. So, yes, they, they were disappointed, Vonnie. Uh, you know, I, I know everyone might be hedging that, you know, it was a, from the line of questioning, um, it doesn't sound like you agree that Moses and Jack White deserve to crack at origin. In hindsight, it's easy to say, yeah, you should have gone with a club combination in South Sydney, but uh, that is in hindsight. Well, as we know, hindsight is uh, a wonderful thing. And uh, sorry to trot that old cliche out, and, and Brandy touched on it there. Uh, they were always going to be the scapegoats if, if the Blues lost that game. And I guess that's what we're doing here too, isn't it? You and me, Mad Russian. Are we pointing the finger? Well, we're not. We're sort of, we're just, just we're talking about it and we're opening the forum to you, our listeners, to have have your thoughts on it as well. We're speculating, just as Brandy said. Speculating. That's right. Yeah. Speculating on what the result might have been if uh, Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker exactly were in there. Right. Well, that's fruitless conversation, really. Why are we speculating? Why are we speculating? We shouldn't speculate. But, you know, anyway, look. Fun to speculate. The dust is settling, and uh, you can have your opinion, 0457 736 736. Keep those texts coming through. If you want to give us a call, you can. 1300 01 1170 is the open line number. Uh, Dave from Jamboree again. Uh, Kenty on the Hate Mo- Moses bandwagon, and the mainstream media will follow again. Thank you, Dave, uh, friend of the program. Keep those texts coming through. 0457 736 736. Brett Finch is on the line. I think we're trying to get hold of Finchie. Uh, we'll do that after the break. Welcome back to Higher Ground. Uh, get in touch with us too. 0457 736 736. That is the text line. Uh, if you want to give me a call, you can do that as well. Don't be shy. 1300 01 1170. 1300 01 1170 is the open line number. Well, I'm pleased to say we've got a very special guest joining us tonight on Higher Ground. He's one of the best in the business. Uh, Brett Finch was calling the game last night with Jimmy Smith. How are you, Finchie? G'day, Wayne. How's it going, mate? Yeah, we, um, we were me and Jimmy on Blues Radio. So we had a pretty good run the first two uh, two games, obviously. Um, it was quite enjoyable. Last night, Queensland struck back, as you'd expect, mm. and um, a lot closer game. And unfortunately, the, the Blues just fell short of a, of a whitewash. But um, all in all, obviously, much competitive game and, and probably from a spectacle point of view, a, a lot better one to watch. I guess we can look at the whole series, Brett, and it's sort of uh, it'll be remembered, I imagine, you know, for two things really: the dominance of New South Wales, right? The dominance yep. of New South Wales, and then the the, the the chaos almost of the Queensland camp across the five or six weeks. Yeah, well, without a doubt, without a doubt, you know, especially one thing I, I think you don't want the the last game to overshadow is this was still the most dominant series win of, of any team in history. You know, it was the biggest margin um, of all three games. Um, and, and they were superb. And, you know, we've seen some performances there of, um, you know, especially Tavojevic, uh, Latrell Mitchell, and, and throwing to Desco. You know, some of those individual performances in game one and two, you can put them up there with, you know, some of Lewis's games, Johns's games, Lockyer's, Smith. You know, they'll, they'll go down as some of the finest individual performances in. Uh, in the Origin Arena, and um, last night we were missing a few troops. Obviously, the two Penrith boys were out, and Saifidi. But 
again, Queensland were probably missing a few the first couple. But um, overall, you know, a tremendous job from Freddie. He's now won three, three from four as a coach. And a bit like Mal, you know, I'm not saying he's had the dominance of Mal, but, you know, Mal was one of Queensland's greatest as a player and went on to be one of the most successful as a coach. And Freddie's not far away from achieving that as a New South Wales coach as well. So, you, you know, very proud to be a New South Welshman of, it's nice to have a little period of dominance over the Queenslanders. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's very easy to be critical with the benefit of hindsight, isn't it? And, you know, there's a lot of you know, people coming out today saying, well, it's because of the halves, uh, Whiten and Moses, oh. you know. Um, it, it, always huge f- shoes for them to fill and limited preparation for both as well. Of course, mate. And, you, and it's like that article was written waiting for if there was a loss. So let's just yeah. run out that story. It's quite ridiculous, why, and, it, and it frustrates me because, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, no doubt. But unless you've actually been in the arena, you can't comment on how, how hard it is, you know. And, and, and mate, these, these same people who criticise Jack and criticise Mitchell, at the start of this year, they were saying Nathan Cleary can't perform in big games, mm. you know. Um, it's just crazy, you know. And you look back at any player's first game, um, Andrew Johns, you know, he, Darren Lockyer's first game, Hodjo's first game at Queensland was a shot. Like it's, mm. I thought he did really well, Mitchell, for his first game. Um, you know, Queensland were a stronger side, and, and not only was it his first game at halfback, you're partnering a guy who's playing his first game at five eight at that in that uh, at that level as well. So I thought they did really well for their first game, both the boys. Mm. Um, you know, we were a bit off. We we weren't as clinical as we were the first couple of games. The things in Queensland were better. That, that was another point. And let me tell you that some of the refereeing decisions certainly didn't help, and I'm sure Queensland um, weren't entirely happy with the refereeing as well, but I thought he, he made some howlers against New South Wales. So, um, you know, Freddie was happy with the, you know, especially Mitchell and, and, and Jack, and, and I'll, if I was them, I'd be proud of what they did as well. I thought they, they played well for their, their first go. Yeah, no doubt. They did their best. They did their best. I'll talk about the refereeing in, in a moment with you, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, uh, look, okay, I, I said before the selections were made, uh, they're going to do one of two things. They're going to have one eye on the future, and they'll go with Mitchell Moses yep. as the half, which is what they did, yep. because let's be honest, uh, he probably is the number two in line if Nathan Cleary falls over, or they may have two eyes on the present. And in that case, they yep. just really want to win this game three. And I think maybe if they do go with Reynolds and Walker, look, maybe they may well have won game three. But we'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know. And I, I guess it is looking uh, looking to the future with Mitchell Moses. Uh, of course. And, and you know, it's, it's just crazy. Like, obviously, Nathan was extremely dominant in the first two games, but that's his full series, you know. His first couple of years, you know, he was – you know, he was – certainly um, just learning and trying to find his feet. You know, he wasn't as dominant as he was this year, his first few years. Um, but, you, you know, you've got to give him time. You've got to remember Cameron Smith, arguably, you know, the, the greatest player we've seen at this level, you know, certainly in the in the argument with Lewis and, and uh, some others, he lost his first three years, his first three series, you know, mm. as in, in the Queensland team. So, uh, for the first game, you know, I think it's just crazy... And like I said, it was like the articles were written and ready to go, well, if they lose, we're just running, running out this story. Mm. Um, I thought they did a good job in the circumstances. Um, and, you know, they'll be better for the run if he gets another chance down the track. Mm. I um, 
I was just looking out the corner of my eye, Finchie, and as you know, we have this board of texts where, the, you know, through that text line, 0457 736 736. That is the text line if you want to weigh into anything me and Brett are talking about right now. Now, you called last night. It was the Blues commentary, right? Totally biased, and that's yes. exactly exactly yes. what it's supposed to be. So we had yeah. a Queensland commentary as well, um, and you are obviously looking through a Blues blues lens. I've just seen a text here, Finchie. Um, he hasn't put a name yeah. to it. He hasn't put. He hasn't been game enough. Finch needs to grow up and be a professional commentator and not so biased. Remove the bias from your commentary. Don't they get it, brother? Don't they get it? Well, that's, that's hence Blues Radio. Um, <laughs> and you know, to be honest, well, they said that oh, it's good stuff. Your Blues Radio has got to be biased. I was just commentating normal, so I didn't even have to. No, be biased. no, you didn't have to be biased. Um, which, which, which was even better. And, and you know, and you know, I remember growing. And you know, you're never going to please everyone. No. Um, that I'm married. You can't keep everyone happy. Oh. Um, but but I, I remember back in the in the day growing up, you hear Fatty, you know, celebrating a try in the yeah. background, like Gus, you know, cheering in the background or something. But that's what Origin does. And Absolutely. I certainly don't apologise for being biased, especially when we're on Blues Radio. No, where, but he's supposed to know, be biased. That, that's no. the whole point. Yeah, he didn't put his name to it anyway. I'll just hang on. I was... Nah. I'm just going to delete that there. Um, on the refereeing, <laughs> he's gone, never, yep. never to return. Uh, on the refereeing, um, are you with me? Now, forget whether you're a Blues or, or a Maroons fan or whatever you are. Um, this set restart from the from inside the ten. Look, teams are exploiting it now. I, I'm of the opinion we've got a bit. We're going to ditch it. Yeah, and mate, I, I just think, and even some, and this goes for both Queensland and New South yeah. Wales. New South Wales would get a set restart, and you actually go, what's that for? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think at the end of the game, the, the refs can justify, oh, well, there's five restarts to four. Well, hang on. When did you give them? Some, some are back-to-back, like one tackle after the other, so they're That's irrelevant. what really hurts, huh? Um, um, yeah, and I just think, um, I thought there were some really poor decisions. I think Fanuka went through in the first half, and was virtually trying to play the ball with, with the man holding his leg after he, after mm. he nearly went through, so obviously he was, um, should have been allowed to go up and play. And then, that was just let go. Then there was other ones New South Wales got. And you go, well, what, what's that for? You, you just don't know, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I, thought, I thought he had a really poor game, the ref. And, you know, um, yeah, people are being critical of Jared Sutton, right? Uh, yeah. But you know what? If if they are, and I think Queensland, Jerry, to the fact that we've got to slow this mob down. So, and they were getting up off their line quicker and they were prepared to give... Prepared to give set restarts away. So, in defence of Jared, right? If they're breaking the the law, well, what's he supposed to do? Well, but, but exactly, Rob. I just thought there was some inconsistencies in a lot mm. of it. I thought it got messy at times. But that's what Queensland had to do. When you play a great team, or you play a team that spoil, them. you know, is, is ability wise, is, is you got to spoil it, mm. and you've got to get them off balance. You've got to make them uncomfortable. Yep. Because if you let New South Wales just play their normal game plan, they'll put fifty on you. You know, they've shown in the first two games. If you let them get comfortable, get their game plan on, you know, you know, chance of going with them. So you can't go blow for blow in that regard. You know, you've got to mm. get them offside. You've got to get in their face. You've got to put them under pressure. And and why you know uh, you've been around this game all your life. You've played the game. If you can get away with it as a footy player, you're going to do it. Do it. You know? Yeah, you know, do it. Like, you know, if I can get offside without the ref knowing and take an extra metre, I'm taking it. No, you know? of course and you are. Of course you are. Bend, bend the rules as much as they can. And, um, you know, and well done for Queensland for doing that. And, you know, I, I thought the, the most mind-blowing thing in Queensland was they went with the same game plan in game one after they got beat by 50. Sorry, the same mm. game plan in game two when they got beat by 50 in game one. I thought that's just insanity. Mm. At least this time they changed it up, 
got a few troops back and, and played much more physical. They were in the face of New South Wales, cut down their time. Mm. They did a better job on our two centres. Um, and they come up with, with the results. So mm. you've got to give credit to them. They made some adjustments. It certainly didn't make it uh, easy for the Blues where, you know, uh, at times during that first and second game, it looked like the, the Blues were having the training run. I've just looked, listened to some of your commentary from last night. I'll just play a little bit of it because I've got to, I've got to go shortly. And I do appreciate you joining us, Brady Finch. Um, this one here, you you found you found the funny side of it when uh, Queensland went for the two. Let's listen. 76 to 8. It's strange when they're trailing by 70, they've taken the two. <laughs> it's, it's a, oh well, Maybe well, they've seen something. We they're grinders. Seen. They're going to get in the grind. They're looking to get in the arm wrestle. Well, they got in the arm wrestle and they won the bloody match by two, Finchie. Now, what about this one too? Yeah. You, weren't, you weren't too happy with the refereeing. Let's listen to this one. Deep kick down. That's field. out on the full. That's out on the full. Here and we now go. It's, Here we're go. not dead. Uh, hang on, Jared Sutton's rule of 40-20. Oh, sorry, Jared. It landed in the stands. You can't take that office. <laughs> oh, hang on. Just checking. Okay, there he is. Yeah, uh, I'll thank you. Thank you. Help having the series wrapped up, let me tell you. We could have a bit of fun. Yeah, exactly. Hey, mate. Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy's got to try and control me and rein me in, the poor bugger. Oh, I do feel for, for Jimmy and Joel when they're calling with you. I, I, we've never called a match <laughs> together. I don't know that we'd come out of the uh, the commentary box. Well, no, <laughs> we'd we probably probably throttle each other. But listen, mate, uh, you do a great job. Don't ever change. And thanks for joining us tonight on Higher Ground. Thanks, well, Have a good night, mate. Cheers, buddy. There he is, Brett Finch. And, thanks, uh, <laughs> Good on you, brother. Good fella, isn't he, Finchie? And uh, doing a lot of good work for us here on SEN 1170. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren, also known as WA. And nice to have you joining us too. 21 minutes past nine o'clock. We'll be here until uh, 11 o'clock tonight. It's uh, me, Chris, with the mad Russian over there. He's, uh, what do you do? Are you producing tonight? Panel op? You're not panel operating. I'm not panel operating. So I have to be producing, otherwise I'm not technically doing anything. No. Are you producing any magic? Of up a few podcasts. A lot of my work's done before we get in. Chris. Oh, right. Okay. All Putting right. together the audio Because I'm over here. And yeah. guests so when I'll... we get them. And yeah, right. Okay. Questions. Oh, fair occasionally. Enough. All right. So you've done your job. So so it's like match day, the, the preparation. You've already done your job through the week. So turning up to match day should just and be And it's easy. just final instructions. Just go out there and do your stuff. <laughs> That's right. Leave it up Something to the, like that. Leave it up to someone else to present and panel up. And a bit of a review. Put the podcast up afterwards. Oh, all so, that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's important. No, you are a very, you are a valuable member of the team. I know you the are. The two-man team. The two-man team. <laughs> Is that a team, two men? Yeah. Is two enough to be a team? I call them a team in orienteering and, and volleyball. The, the single Beach scu- volleyball, the, they're a team. The rowing's about to start. They're a team. The the two of them. The, the pairs. Coxless pairs. Coxless two. Coxless. They're a team. <laughs> exactly. What constitutes a team? More than one. More than one. You'd be a team of one. No, I in team. There is a me though. There is, and there's five eyes in individual brilliance. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, keep those texts coming through. Uh, whether you agree with us, disagree. Oh uh, four five seven seven three six seven three six. I haven't been on the bag Mitch Moses bandwagon. I'm simply reporting much of what I've read throughout today and in the back pages. Um, I am not for. One moment suggesting that Mitch Moses was the reason New South Wales lost last night. Um, not at all. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. If you throw Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai into that team, we win. Is that a fair call? Well, you don't know. We mm. don't know. I think we win. Okay. Um, 
If you take Kalen Ponger out of the Queensland team, we win. You don't know, but I think we win. Uh, so I'm not pointing the finger at Mitch Moses. How about um, the forward packs last night? If Payne Haas starts ahead of Junior Paulo, do you think we win? No. You don't think that no, makes no, the no. difference? No, I thought all the forwards played really well. Mm. You know, I thought they sort of... Um, and, and Queensland just list, lifted a gear or five mm. gears they lifted. One of the plays, too, obviously that you know, magic play by Kalen Ponga denying Trebojevic mm. slash Tedesco a try in, in the vital stages. Like, he went for that intercept. He, he just knew where to be so quick. That was a big play. But did you see down the other end, too, when uh, just it was before Queensland scored a try, mm. um, and Tedesco almost made three tackles in one? Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm. I forget who it was on, but he was jack in the box. He went there and saved that and across there. and so, oh, He read the pass inside. That was the key, wasn't he? He kept his feet. He and then great game. He was everywhere. It was, uh, the hammer. I think it was, it was February on the hammer, so, Yeah, it was everywhere. Tedesco thought he had a really good game. And Latrell was, was great as well. Um, we'll give out uh, our special origin edition oh. Rocketman points uh, shortly, actually. That's a good one. Uh, well, why don't we do that? Uh, this one here, though, this text, uh, Smithy from Melbourne. And Smithy, thanks for getting in touch with us, mate. I appreciate uh, your opinion. Um, Mitchell Moses had two try assists, 381 kick metres, right, Smithy. 50 touches. Get off his back. You can't have much to talk about tonight. That's Smithy from Melbourne. Thank you, Smithy. Um, I'm not on his back, mate. Not on his back, but it's a it's a big News story. It's what everyone's. It's what people are talking about. So, um, as a rugby league program, if if we don't talk about the elephant in the room, well, what sort of a job are we doing? But Smithy, thanks for listening, mate. Um, if you agree, that's great. If you don't, you don't. That's the way it is. Um, as I say, I, I'm not blaming the Blues' loss on Mitchell Moses. Not at all. Mm. Not at all. But I, I will say, in my humble opinion, if Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai are there, we win that match. I guess that is a criticism of Mitchell, but. I'm not trying to be overcritical of him. It was his first game. And they hadn't played together. Just got the stats up in front of me. And I think Brian Toll will be really disappointed with his performance last night, Chris. Oh, he only ran for 191 metres. Oh, he, <laughs> he didn't, didn't break, break the, the 200 didn't break the 200. Uh-oh. Top-oh. Keep those texts coming through or jump on the open line. There is space there now. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 um, we can talk all things origin. We can talk all things rugby league as well. Why don't I just recap the fixture changes then? Um, because this is pretty fresh tonight mm. coming out. So what we do know now with Melbourne, um, Melbourne Storm taking on Newcastle Knights. That match was to be played Saturday half past seven at Amy Park. That will now be played at Seabus Super Stadium. So the Storm play the Knights at 7.35 on the Gold Coast. Immediately after the Raiders play Cronulla at 5.30 on the Gold Coast. So there's a Saturday double header at Seabus Super Stadium. That's to go with the Friday double header at Seabus Super Stadium. So tomorrow, tonight being Thursday, uh, would indicate tomorrow is Friday to me. Um, the Titans play the Eels, and then Manly play the Dragons at Seabus Super Stadium. Keep in mind, this venue has uh, only 24 hours ago hosted Origin 3. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, then on Sunday, Seabus Super Stadium, South Sydney take on the Doggies. So that is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six games in five days at Seabus Super Stadium. I'm going to talk to the boss 
of uh, of the venue later on in, in the in the program if he is still up. I think he is still up. He's burning the midnight oil because he is one of the busiest men in rugby league at the moment. So looking forward to having a chat with him. I mean, how do they do it? So many things to consider, uh, let alone the pitch. How's the state of the pitch going to be after six games in five days? It is a good surface up there. Mm. I mean, it's like a billiard billiard table or a bowling green, but um, <clears throat> I don't think it will be um, in such great condition come Sunday night. And then you've got all the catering and oh. um, ticketing mm-hmm. and... And I guess the double headers there just a two for one. Come on in. You get two games mm-hmm. for the price of one. Add add some value, which is good. Should be enjoyable. Hopefully they get a big crowd up there oh. at Seabus because they haven't always been able to fill that stadium and no. Titans form have been partly God, I hope contributing to that. But I hopefully get a couple travelling from the Tweed again might, as well. They might get sick and tired of rugby league, throwing too much at them too soon. Like a, it's like a Come on up there crowd. on the Gold Coast. Yeah, SEN yeah. 1620 to you listeners up there. Get your backside trackside, as they say. Uh, get down there and, and take in a game or two or or five over the weekend uh, at the Titans' home ground. So the Titans on Friday, they pay, uh, play Parramatta and uh, then Manly up against the Dragons. We'll have a look more closely at the fixtures and uh, the ins and the outs and who might and who might not play a little bit later on. But the Cowboys game, so that has changed as well. Mm. Uh, it will be uh, the Cowboys will play the Roosters. That's the 3 o'clock game on the Saturday, and that will be played at Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. Uh, I did mention uh, we might have a special origin edition of Rocketman, so I hope you've got some uh, nominees lined up. know then if you are a regular listener to higher ground uh, pretty much on a monday night we have our rocket man points so it's the equivalent of the dally m well it's it's more than the dally m it, it leaves dally m in its in its shadow really mm. rocket man we give out three two and one each and every weekend uh, after the nrl so it's just the three best performers across the weekend and tonight we'll decide to give it to um for origin three mm. So there are going to be a number of contenders for the Rocketman points. At the end of the season, unlike the Dallier medal, the winner of the Rocketman will get a bronze statue of Elton John. And Elton will be holding his two balls, the, the Steedens, a bronze statue. And we're hoping that Elton will come in here uh, to the Higher Ground studio and present the award. At the moment, um, the regular Rocketman award, Tommy Turbo's got one hand on Elton's trophy. Mm-hmm because he's about eight points clear of the next best. But these points we give out now have nothing to do with the cumulative table. So this is just a Mickey Mouse sort of three, two, and one, right? Okay, so now you're the one that suggested we do this. Mm. So you're going to throw a few players I'm up. I'm going to throw nominees. I'm not going to put them in any particular order. Okay. I'm going to give you four. You're going to, you're going to give me is four, it, and okay? I'll probably add two to what you okay. give. Okay. So Give me four. My first two from Queensland. Yep. The winners, Josh Papali'i. Okay. Yep. Big. And and Kalen Ponga. And Kalen. 
Okay. Can't go past Kalen. My New South Wales, my two, I'll give you a duo. James Tedesco, 230 run metres, 27 runs last night. Superb again. It was great, Terrific in defence. Yep. And Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. Broke the game open early. They'll be my two from New South Wales. Yeah. Now you've got to make yeah. the, well, the hard decision. Well, I think we need to also throw, well, I'm going to throw two in as well. There and you then go. We, we will make the hard decision collectively, if you don't mind. Um, he got man of the match and scored two tries for the winning team, Ben Hunt. So we're going to have to put him in there. Very good. Somewhere. Um, if you don't mind, we're going to have to put him in there as well somewhere. Um, who else was my bigger performer? Bigger performer. Oh, the forwards for Queensland were really, really good, weren't they? So was Cam Murray, I thought. Um, should we go to six? Should we go to six or leave it at five? Let's leave it at five. Leave it at Happy those five. Happy with five? five? Happy with those five. All right. And is this just going to, how are we going to decide on this then? Um, all right. You're chief selector. I'm chief selector. Okay. One point in the Rocketman Awards for Origin 3. One point goes to, goes to, wait for it. One point goes to Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. Okay. Latrell gets one. Latrell gets one. Two points. Two points goes to Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt gets two. Ben Hunt. And three points. Three points. Rocketman Origin three. Goes to Kalen Ponga. Yes, yes, yes. A big, big performance from Kalen Ponga. And he had a huge performance for Newcastle Knights. Uh, was it last weekend as well? His first game back. And uh, Kalen Ponga, he gets all three points of Rocket Man for Origin 3. Kalen Ponga, the winger, uh, the winner rather. Ben Hunt with two points. Latrell Mitchell from New South Wales. Big performance from him. And he gets the one Rocket Man point. Stick around. We're going to talk to uh, Andy Burden of Talking League Podcast next. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. Yeah, that time of the night where we talk a bit of fantasy league and uh, we normally do it, I think, on a Wednesday night, don't we? We have the boys from, uh, one of the boys from Talking League podcast uh, every week. Origin week is no different. Andy Burden, welcome to Higher Ground. How are you, Andy? Oh, I'm great, Chris. How about yourself? Oh, I'm good. What did you think of the game last night? Uh, ups and downs. Uh, oh, there's one person to be feeling very, very, uh, very sorry uh, today and it's probably Mitchell Moses. I feel bad for him. Um, poor bugger. It, tough ass always to come in to, to try and do the clean sweep with the, when both your halves are out and the Ponga comes back and the Queensland spirit was shown. Um, yeah, very unfortunate for the for the young fella. Yeah, but a few fingers pointed at Mitchell Moses, so uh, I can read between the lines. What you're saying there is it, it's unwarranted and it shouldn't be, be that way. He wasn't the one responsible for the loss. Um, but, you know, 
such big shoes to fill, didn't he? It was he was always probably going to be the scapegoat if they didn't win. He was dead damned if he if he did yeah. and damned if he didn't. But uh, look, it's it's all about how he actually takes this and if he can um, turn a new cheek and just mm. look forward to the NRL season. Well, uh, I imagine Moses will be one of the Origin players and Junior Paulo backing up uh, tomorrow night. Uh, the Eels take on the Titans. So uh, it's a bit of a, an unknown, isn't it, with all the, the players from Origin who did come through unscathed. I think most of them did. Uh, Val Holmes won't be back. But um, it's it's a bit of a tricky period. Uh, Tommy Trebojevic, he's named, but we, we've since heard that he will be rested from that Manly game against the Dragons. Um I guess it makes it very tricky uh, as a fantasy owner a- at the moment. Yeah, it's, it is tough. And at least uh, all the buy rounds and origins done now. So now it's purely just getting the guns into your team. Um, one person who's probably very, very hot property is uh, David Fafida because he had his suspension served through origins where he's fully fit um, for the first round tomorrow night against the, against the Eels. So he would be... Uh, if you haven't got him in your team, he's probably one to pick up. Um, but Junior Paul, I heard, is is going to get rested. Um, they've okay. got Murata Nakore playing prop now. Um, but yeah, he's so yeah, Dave Fafita is one. Um, a few people that have come in, Payne Hass, he's the motor he's got in him. He'll probably back up. Uh, and I heard Benny Hunt. <laughs> the Dragons need a few players, so <laughs> he's got no choice. Well, you're right. And talking of the Dragons, it's it's a, well, it's, it's a real problem they've got. So, um, and, and if you're an owner uh, with fantasy, what happens with any of those suspended players that that you have? But I guess that gives an opportunity some other, some others at maybe some cheaper prices. Yeah. So if you have got, that's why you have you've got eight men bench. So it's good to have a couple of players that could fill in and, and um, sub in for those players that do get suspended. And this season's been ridiculous for uh, injuries and suspension. So I think if every fantasy player is used to it at the moment, so when the Dragons players got suspended, everyone's sort of scrambling around going, okay, how many trades do I have left? Mm. Oh, I've been uh, stuffed. I've, I've only got three trades left for the rest of the season. So I've got to be very, very careful. So it, uh, if you are running low on trades, it's, being really careful about your trades and making sure you're bringing in players who are guaranteed going to play or don't really have an injury cloud over their heads. So you know, it's got to be careful that one. Well, Andy, you've got to know when to hold them. You know, I did. I, <laughs> I, I, I tried to tell you this. Uh, Canberra Raiders. So Hori, uh, Corey Horowita Nida. He, uh, I've read. He, is he their most owned player? The Raiders. Yeah. So oh, well, he's one of the most owned for the Raiders. It's uh, I think he's twenty two percent owned. Uh, the top, yeah, the top rated. I was pretty sure he came to the league. It was 400k, really, really low. So mm. he, he's jacked up price to 627,000. So those who've got him on early is, uh, have got a bit of a bargain there. Mm. Uh, the Cowboys then, uh, so uh, by the way, the, the Raiders match. So I'll just go through those fixtures again uh, if you are, are just tuning in. North Queensland and the Roosters, that match is at 3 o'clock. Um, three o'clock now on the Saturday uh, being played in Townsville and that's before the uh, the V8 supercars um, begin so the, the, the supercars will, will commence up there in Townsville straight after that match concludes Saturday at Seabus Super Stadium there is a double header now so the Raiders they played Cronulla at the 5.30 game then the 7.35 game is Melbourne Storm against Newcastle so that now being played not in Melbourne obviously not at Amy Park 
but up there at Seabus Super Stadium. So uh, we've got a crazy situation where uh, the Gold Coast Titans' home ground, if you include Origin, is now hosting six games in a five-day period. So uh, good luck good luck to those guys. I'm, I'm going to chat to the boss of Seabus um, Super Stadium a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Andy, we're talking fantasy. Sorry for, for getting off track there a little bit. I tend to do nah, that. No, right. I tend to do that. Um, <laughs> how many of the Cowboys do you expect to back up on Saturday? Val, uh, Val Holmes, you put a red line through him. Yeah, I think with that AC joint, he'd definitely be out for a couple of weeks. Um, a few people would have picked him up because he's been scoring pretty well. Mm. But I think having so to be our Fido, I think he should back up. Um, he'll be feeling pretty confident after his debut try. Mm. Um, and, and Francis Molo, he might, seeing as he's um, he had a pretty big impact off the bench. I'm sorry, starting on the in prop, but uh, they do have a couple of big boppers on the on the bench, so they, he might get a rest. He might not play run as long. So, uh, and there was only those two that sort of thrived for Cowboys. Um, yeah. Kyle Felt didn't get a look in, but they won without him, so no. I guess it was a good choice. Yeah, uh, yeah. So just got to be looking looking forward to whoever the um, fullback is. There could be a. Um, a Dejan Arcee, or a, a depending on who um, is back off the bench, uh, maybe a Javid Bowen. Javid Bowen can go into the centre and they might bring um, Tom Dearden or sorry, Scott Drinkwater back into fullback. So there's a bit of a rotation there. It's sort of going to be hard if you if you have got trades. It's it's very this is a time where, where all these players are rested or not. You've got to be very wary just about an hour before kickoff to so get the actual official teams and you can do a quick little. Uh, fiddle with your team before team list starts. Yeah, see secrets of the trade there. Now Adam Dewey, he's <laughs> back um, back at five eight for West Tigers. Um, you know, starring earlier in the season, then he they had that experiment there at um, in the centre. So Embai, well, he's been uh, dropped, hasn't he? Back to the bench. Uh, so Dewey named in the halves against the Broncos. Uh, I think that's great for for um, any Dewey owners. He was killing it at, at halves. He wasn't. He had that one good game at centre um, the first time he uh, moved there and Michael Maguire uh, looked like a genius and then uh, had a very few quiet games after that. So I think the experiment's over um, and they're realising they need to win all their last games. And look, I know it might be a little bit funny, but can they come ninth again? Is, is that a possible? They're four teams at the moment. Yeah, couple, very possible. couple more wins and they come to that ninth place again. Well, it might be ambitious. Might be ambitious, Andy. I'm talking to Andy Burden, by the way, of uh, the Talking League podcast. And uh, these boys are all across Fantasy League for any of you fantasy players out there. And I know there are a lot of you. Uh, the Rabbitohs, so their cohort of Origin players are all named to back up. I think they're all going to back up. Um, now, which of them should we be looking to be bringing back in, especially as they, they take on the Bulldogs on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, look, um, my sort of target towards the end of the season is getting some really good um, fantasy keepers. So Cameron Murray, he's just on another level. He's one of my favourite players at the moment. He's got the looks, he's got the skill, and he's just a solid defender. So he, he will um, look to capitalise on a massive Rabbitohs push towards the end of the season. Um, and the other one is just Latrell Mitchell. Uh, the wing of fullback position are just getting so much points with, with the speed of the game. And Latrell looks like he's playing with under nine-year-olds. Um, so I think, uh, especially he's come off the back of, of Cody, he's just going to keep passing that ball. Alex Johnson getting try assists on the left there. So yeah, those two for for the uh, for the rabbits for me. 
All right, mate. Uh, thanks, Andy, for jumping on the line. We do it each week. Um, Talking League podcast, and you can find that wherever you get all your, your good podcasts. So enjoy enjoy the weekend, mate. And now that Origin is, is done and dusted, uh, you can focus more on fantasy. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Have a good one. You too, mate. Stick around. Uh, it's coming up to uh, 13 minutes to 10 o'clock. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we return, we're going to go through uh, this weekend's games. And, um, well, maybe you don't want to listen to me. We'll be giving our tips across the games. Uh, but there will. I have got uh, one little upset, which I think you might be interested in. You betcha it is. It's uh, eight minutes to 10 o'clock, higher ground. We're here for another hour or so, so uh, do stick around. Keep those texts coming through. Uh, Wacko Jacko has sent this uh, one through. Uh, G'day, Chris. Love the Cowboys as an upset at home against the Roosters on Saturday. Should be a big crowd with the V8s up there afterwards. Well, yeah, Wacko Jacko, it's a good idea. I'm cross-promoting V8s and, and Rugby League, and I reckon... I reckon there'd be a lot of uh, league fans that do like their their broom 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 brooms, and li- likewise the other way too. Mm-hmm. A lot of petrol heads that like their footy, a lot of footy fans that like their petrol. Heads. Big crossover, petrol heads, huh? Yeah, big crossover. Good Isn't crossover. It? Yeah, I reckon there would be. Uh, yeah, thank you for that, Wacko Jacko. Uh, why don't we go through some tips then? Um, I will point out <clears throat> uh, that I haven't been doing too well of late in the tipping department. Are you staying on the straight and narrow this week? No. See, that's the thing, right? That's <laughs> so the thing. Now, once, a... once you've done it, you've got to keep doing it, don't you, to try and catch up Yeah. in the tipping comps. Yeah, because I'm, 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 a, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a, you know, I'm a bit yeah, of a gambler. Right, okay. A bit of a gambler, mate. Well, I mean, I don't gamble these days. I, I don't have the funds. I don't have the fun tickets. I when I, when I had fun tickets, when you've got a, a, quite a few kids and um, you know you're going, responsibility, and you're going through all those mm. other legal issues that happen to, to, oh. to certain folk, you know, uh, marriage stuff. You know, oh. I don't have enough fun tickets to gamble anymore. Right. Not that I ever was a big gambler. Just a few pennies here and there. Um, In but moderation. No, but it's boring just to. Go the straight and narrow. I, I like to throw a couple mm-hmm. of curlies in. And when you get further behind in the tipping competition, you've got to get even more speculative and, ex- you know, exactly. a bit crazy. And then you get further behind because you're trying to play catch-ups and do gamble responsibly. I'm just talking about tipping here, but gamblers out there will know uh, it's no point throwing good money after bad. Now, there's no money involved with this tipping, uh, but what I'm saying is I'm getting a bit behind in the tipping stakes and... I'm trying to peg a few back by going with a few upsets, mm. which generally raise a few eyebrows around this studio. And there's only two people in the studio. So Your saying, love for the Broncos <clears throat> this season has been slightly bizarre. Got them last week. That's Thank that's you. a good point. Got them last week. Thank Fair you enough. very much. Fair Thank play. you very much. Thank you. No. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, oh. I oh, just calm too much down. fun. Calm down. Oh, they are very. They are appreciative that this mm. crowd in here, COVID crowd. Okay, let's go through it then. Um, back to normality. Well, of sorts. Um, we don't know which players we're backing up. <clears throat> excuse me. From Origin, but Gold Coast Titans take on the Eels tomorrow night, six p.m. at Seabus Super Stadium. So the Titans are named the same seventeen which belted Canberra, uh, it would have been a couple of weeks ago, wouldn't mm. it? Because they had, they had the buy. So David Fafita missed origin. 
due to that one-game suspension, but he's back on deck. Uh, the Eels, Reed, Reed Marnie's the big in for Parramatta uh, after that shoulder injury that he suffered. I think it was in round 13 or 14. And uh, Isaiah Papali'i, um, he's back too, I believe. Mm. Yes, I have to copy. Junior Paulo, did you say he's out? Paulo will be rested by the sound of it. Right. Nakore what about Moses? That's a good question. Haven't heard no, about haven't Mitch heard Moses. Either. either way. All right, so uh, the Eels have won their past four games against the Titans, but you look at the Titans. So Fafida comes back in. Mo Fodawaka, Tino, Tino Fasua Malawi, mm-hmm. AJ Brimson, they're all probably backing up from origin. It's a damn good team from the Titans, but what we know with the Titans, they can be very inconsistent. I actually like I like the Titans in this one. Playing at home, they haven't had to go through the big yeah. rigmarole of moving around. Um, Mitch Moses is a key player for Parramatta and coming off his first origin game. Yeah. That's a very short backup. It's a very short backup. It is and a short backup. A fresh David Fafita <coughs> for the Titans. They do say um, a short backup is a better backup, though. It's, and right. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your body still bumps and bruises. It mm. hasn't all settled in if it's still sort of within 48-hour period, which this will mm. be. So if you are going to back up, that's sort of the time to do it. And I think Mitchell Moses will want to point his finger at a few mm. critics, too. I'm going the Eels. Okay. I'm going the Titans. You're going the Titans. All right. So we disagree on that one. Mm-hmm. Manly and the Dragons, second game tomorrow at same venue. No turbo. Uh, he will be rested. Daly Cherry Evans, we believe, will play. Um, the Dragons, I mean, they've got a stack of players out, haven't mm. they? Um, all those well, three players are serving their one-game suspension. Matt Dufty, Tyrell Fuimaono, and Cade Ellis. Um, what else? You've got others out as well. Uh, Tarek Sims and Ben Hunt. I'm expecting they will back up. What have you got there? I like Manly with my head and my heart, yeah, which is too. doubly good. I will say this, though. The Dragons have won six of their past seven games against Manly. How many of those have been at Seabus Super Stadium? I'd say neither. <laughs> None. We're both going Manly on that one. Uh, Raiders and Sharks. So this will be the 5.30 game. So mm. this is now part of a double header on Saturday Again, at Seabus Super Stadium, Raiders against the Sharks. So Jack White and Josh Papali, uh, they have been named to back up. Whether they do, we're not quite sure. Uh, Cronulla, they have no origin players, mm. do they? No. No, they don't. Well? Well, I had trouble I, well, I had trouble with this one. I, I like the Raiders just on the run of form they've had. And... Sharks seem to be just be fading a little bit, but I know that they've won five of their last six. So they have. The Sharks a, have won five I of their last six. Don't feel great about going for the Raiders. Sharks have won five of their past six. The Raiders have defeated the Sharks in their past five clashes, though. Okay, and this is a four-point ball game, Raiders and Sharks, um, both in that mix. You mm. know, uh, I think Raiders are special. There you go. Wow. Okay. Just because they need it more just because they need it more. Cowboys and Roosters on Saturday. This is now the 3 o'clock game being played in Townsville. Uh, Roosters, what have we got there? No injuries to report from their win over the Bulldogs last round. Tedesco and Crichton, I think, will back up. Mm. Victor Radley, he came, made his comeback last week against the Dogs. Suwala, we know, is out for the season. 
Um, the Roosters have won five of their past seven games against the Cowboys. And I like them this time. I'm going the Roosters. I think too many Origin players backing up and playing pretty well. Yeah, I'll go with you there. Roosters for me as well. Storm v Knights. Uh, this is the 7.35 game on Saturday. So the time slot doesn't change, but it won't be played at Amy Park. It will mm. now be played, guess where? Seabus Super Stadium. Along with everyone else. Storm. Storm. Okay, yeah, well, that pretty much. They have got quite a few coming back from Origin, the Storm. Cameron Munster, Josh Adokar. I don't know if Josh will play with that rib injury mm. he had or that, that tackle he got hit by um, Fasul Malawi, I think it was, mm. right up in the kidneys. Dale Finucane, Felice Kafusi, Christian Welch. So I'm not sure how many of those will back up. And plus they've had all this confusion. Those boys will probably only have the captain's run with them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Newcastle for me. Specials. Ooh. You are going outside the box this week. My goodness. Newcastle. Will Ponga back up? Yes. Ooh. He'll back up. Okay. They were so good last week with him yeah, back in the deck. True. He's in a true. purple patch at the moment. I'd say that he backs up. I know that uh, recently, oh, I haven't got the stat there. Haven't got the stat there. The Storm have won their past nine games <coughs> against the Knights. So they duo, they duo, they duo exactly. in the Knights. Exactly, exactly. Uh, as we are due a break soon, I do believe too, pretty soon. Uh, Warriors Panthers Sunday ten to two at Suncorp Stadium. How's this Warriors? I'm going left field this one. All of the Warriors, no Origin players having to worry about. Reese Walsh missed out. He'll be nice and fresh. Um, and they've carried some good, decent form over the last few weeks. Storm, uh, uh, sorry, the Panthers have Luai out, Cleary out. I think yeah. they're in a bit of trouble. Okay. And Tyron May starting in the halves again. I I don't like that selection at Panthers all. Panthers have Toto, Isaiah Yo, Kurt Catewell, Liam Martin. Uh, they've all been named to back up. Uh, the Warriors have not won in Queensland since 2019. So they're due as well. I can't tip the Warriors. Not against the Panthers, sorry. Penny Panthers for me. And then the final game of, God, what round is it? 17? 18. 18, round 18. It is Broncos, West Tigers, 4 o'clock Suncorp Stadium. So that's the Sunday doubleheader there in Brisbane. So Payne Haas, Xavier Coates, and uh, Thomas Flegler, they are the three named to back up from origin. I like the Broncos. Yes. At home. Tigers are struggling. They've left Joey Lalua out of the bubble again. You've seen that. He'll be definitely when looking he, for another club. Where did he last play? Oh, it'll be a while ago yeah, now. Yeah, no, he's, he was very much on the outside looking in. Uh, Joey. Um, and Adam, Adam Dewey, has, as we said, he will play 5-8. So Moses Mbai has been punted to the bench. And David Nofaluma requires one try to break his club's all-time try-scoring record. And great to have your company here on Higher Ground. It's coming up to, what is it, 8 past 10. We're here until 11. Uh, shortly going to chat to uh, the boss of Seabus Super Stadium because busy, busy, busy is an understatement. Now, they're still cleaning up from last night's Origin match. Right. Now, this is why I wanted to get them on the line. And, and my, my thanks to... Um, for the Gold Coast Titans um, for, for playing ball with us and, and allowing us to talk uh, to to their head honcho um, to, just to work out how, how difficult it has been and is going to be 
um, over the next few days as well, because it's a, well, it's it's a huge mission that they've undertaken. And thank you to Queensland in general for for allowing the NRL to continue. Mm-hmm. But uh, Christian Blundell from Seabus um, Super Stadium, he's going to chat to us very shortly. And uh, I do appreciate his patience too, staying on um, a little bit late on Thursday night. But um, he's got plenty to keep him busy. Origin yesterday, mm-hmm. um, double header tomorrow. Right, so that's three games. Mm-hmm. Okay, stay keep up with Keeping me. with you. Then we have a double header again on Saturday at the same venue. That's five, and then we have another game there on Sunday. That's six, six games in five days. So looking forward to having. Um, having a chat to him just to see how how he's managing. Um, I guess he's probably not getting a whole lot of sleep, mm-hmm. um, Christian Blundell. So we'll talk to him very, very shortly. Before we get there, so Ben Hunt uh, played well, didn't he, at hooker? Played the whole match too, didn't he? Superb. And I think he was, was he given man of the match? I think, oh, I, think was, I gave it. Oh, I think, I think no. he was in one of the one of the calls. He mm. was given man of the match. Um, played very well, but difficult times uh, for the Dragons and Ben Hunt at the moment, all the stuff they're going through. Um, so good luck to them against Manly. I'm not sure if Ben will back up. I guess he probably will. He'll have to, won't He'll he? He'll have to because they've got no bloody players, hardly. We were gonna, we were talking the other night, how are they going to spread these 11 suspensions mm. uh, or 12 suspensions across um, two or four games? So one option would have been to just throw throw the match against Manly and say, right, you 11 players are all serving your one-match suspension and we play Manly with a second-string team. They haven't done that. They've, they've rested a few of them. Um, That's become even... Well, they wouldn't have been able to do that now because of the bubble. If the game had stayed in New South Wales, it's a potential because you can bring in New South Wales Cup players, your flag players. Yeah. But... Now that they've moved up to Queensland, they had to make that decision on who they were taking up anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I know what you mean. It's just thrown it's thrown chaos. a spanner. It is chaos. But thankfully, Mad Russian, it is organised chaos. Organised chaos, uh, as Maxwell Smart would say. Um, ben Hunt, but just on Ben Hunt, he spoke on NRL 360 tonight to the boys. Yes, and... Uh, he said that there's a much better preparation for Origin 3. But you know how we have, have seen what Tommy Turbo has done to Manly, right? When he comes back into the Manly team, it, they all just grow a foot, don't mm. they? Ben was saying that Kalen Ponga coming into the Queensland team has, has done a similar thing. Yeah, so I, I missed camp uh, for the first game, but... Um third game compared to the second game everything just felt a lot smoother with all our training sessions it all ran really well there's a lot more energy around the place and to be honest i think that was all coming from Kalen ponga he just brings a real buzz you know around training and off the field and yeah he gets everyone around him pretty excited and um, you know it all just started through that uh i got a call that saying there was a barbecue in the afternoon but i wasn't aware of um you know what was happening or how big it was going to be or who was going but yeah no i'm Quite happy that I, I wanted to have some family time and I knew that I just wanted to stay home with them. Did you try to tip your mate that they probably shouldn't be going to a barbecue? Yeah, well, I didn't know that they were all going, Kenny. Um, Vaughn, just asked me if I wanted to come down to his for a barbecue and I said, no, thanks. That's I'm staying home with my family and that was all I knew of it. I didn't know of the numbers or anything that happened. Best decision you've made uh, possibly ever. Now, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, we know that Anthony Griffin has read them the Riot Act. Of course, they're all... 
Yes, there's uh, Ben Hunt, Yvonne Sampson there, and uh, Paul Kent on NRL 360 talking to Ben Hunt. Yeah, a best decision that he's made. Smart decision in hindsight, mm. wasn't it? But he didn't know how many were going there. Um, but I, I bet he's glad that he wanted to spend time with his family. Paid off for him. Well, he wouldn't have been in origin either. That's right. Hey? Wouldn't have been in origin. Wouldn't so have been the two-try hero. The two-try hero, Benny Hunt. Uh, he missed uh, the Barbie. Well, not a Barbie at Benny's. A Barbie at Vaughnies. Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Vaughnies. My God. Anyway, I, Anthony Griffin, mate, I... I wish you all the best. Uh, it must be just a nightmare time uh, for you at the moment. What are you watching over there, Mad Rush? On the open. Got the open on the in the corner in here. Will you pay attention here, please? I am paying attention. Well, you're supposed to be producing the bloody show, and you, you're out there watching golf. One eye. One eye. Who on ears on this? One eye on that. Like, like uh, the Blues had one eye on the future. <laughs> and uh, not two eyes on the present, maybe, maybe. Uh, higher ground, we've got plenty more coming your way as well. As I say, um, we'll be talking to the boss of Seabus uh, Super Stadium very shortly. We're going to try and get him on the line. If I can get my producer over there to try and do something, he might go and just give him a call. And once once you have got him on the line, uh, you just let me up. Oh, oh, you've got him now. Thank you. <laughs> Very appreciative of this man's time tonight. He's just had a State of Origin game played on his own patch, and he's got another four games coming his way over the next couple of days. He is the managing director of Seabus Super Stadium, Christian Blundell. Thanks for joining us, Christian. Uh, you're a busy man. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, look, it, it's been an interesting couple of days um, in the lead up to the Origin, that's for sure. We, uh, you know, us, us people down here south of the border, um, I know we, we take the mickey out of each other, don't we, with origin and all that sort of stuff, but uh, hats off to Queensland, hats off to, uh, you know, the three hubs as well, Sunshine Coast, Brisbane and Gold Coast, and, and people like yourself and, and your stadium. I know you run the show there, but there are a whole lot of people, I'm sure, that go into this uh, team effort to bring so many games to your venue in such a short space of time. So, mate, from us, thank you. We do appreciate it, and it's guys like you and and your your business and venue that sort of keep the NRL alive. Um, when the organisers came to you and said, hey, fellas, uh, we want you to host about five or six games this weekend, can you do it? What, what's the initial response? Oh, look, it, it's certainly a huge undertaking um, we've, um, we've done, but um, we're pleased to be able to provide this support to the NRL to you know, ensure the season can continue. Um, it needs to continue and it should continue. So, um, yeah, there's certainly some um, moving parts still um, and we're working closely with the NRL. But, uh, yeah, certainly got a couple of games this weekend after the origin from last night. So um, we're busily uh, turning um, from origin mode back into NRL. So, yeah, it's mm. certainly been uh, interesting. I bet it has more than interesting, and I'm sure there are there are more than just a few moving parts to this movable feast. I mean, let's let let's you turned it around. You had about two or three days' notice, didn't you? Really, for or well, four days' notice for Origin three. Suddenly, it was moved from Newcastle to the Gold Coast on short notice. So, um, you've you've shown that you can you can get your your ducks in line in in rapid fashion. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we we got notified uh, late Saturday night, and um, yeah, it was all hands on deck from Sunday. And it is, you know, it is a team 
efforts, um, not only with our own team, it's quite a small team, um, and our service providers, but um, we're part of a great organisation of Stadiums Queensland, and we've um, had some great assistance from Queensland Country Bank Stadium and, and the Gabba. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been uh, one SQ as we like to call it. Mm. Well, in terms of uh, all these moving parts, I guess probably my my first initial concern for for Seba Super Stadium is the pitch itself. So if you include Origin on, on Wednesday, um, you're going to have, by my reckoning, four games in the space of 72 hours and possibly six games in five days. Will the pitch hold up? Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, Seabus, it was saying, was pitches regarded as one of the, one of the best in the NRL. Um, look, it hasn't had... A, a lot of uh, use at the start of the season, so um, yeah, we're really keen to um, you know, have the games played on there, and um, we're in uh, great hands with our um, ground manager Phil Burke. So yeah, I, there won't be any issues at all. And with double headers there, um, I guess there are again, um, and this is all pretty new to, to, to all of us, but biosecurity protocols. Um, teams coming in and teams leaving. Um, I guess that's another area of discussion for you and the ARL Commission. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and certainly a um, very important piece um, of of the double headers. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's about the appropriate uh, separation um, between uh, clean zones and dirty zones. And um, I think we've landed on something that uh, will work really well uh, for the NRL um, yeah, this afternoon. So we'll have that in play right across the weekend. So I guess you've only just cleaned up the stadium from last night's origin um, and now you're preparing for um, a, the double header on Friday night. So your own team, uh, the Titans against the Eels and then Manly take on the Dragons. What happens with the ticketing for that match? All those matches? So, uh, yeah, so for the Gold Coast uh, Titans home game, uh, the St George and Manly game becomes a uh, value add um, for for the Titans, which is um, you know really really good for their members. Um, outside of that, uh, we're still working through the ticketing processes for uh, the Canberra Raiders home game against Cronulla, um, and obviously um, the Rabbitohs home game against the Bulldogs. On Sunday, and those 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 home teams. So uh, the likes of Manly, the Raiders, um, South Sydney, their home. They were supposed to be playing at home. Now, your stadium is their home. Do they get any sort of home ground benefits? I mean, I guess they get the home changing room. But is there any signage, any of their sponsors' signage that m- might come along, or any other branding that type of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, they're all um, you know great organisations that look after the commercial partners uh, really well and you know um, playing at Seabus Super Stadium will be no different for them so uh, yeah you'll you'll see a lot of their sponsorship um, around the venue um, and you know rightly so I mean um, without great sponsors um, you know the teams really would struggle so uh, yeah you'll see a lot of signage around. 
I'm talking to the boss of Seabus Super Stadium, and uh, I don't envy his position at the moment. His name's Christian Blundell, been very kind to give us a, a few moments to talk about this, but such a busy period coming up uh, with all the re- relocation of these games um, to the Gold Coast, and we're talking five or six games at his venue in the space of five days. So um, you're, you're comfortable the pitch is going to be fine. The food and beverage outlets and, and all that sort of stuff, I... I imagine that's uh, well. They they'd be happy those that might you might subcontract out to. Yeah, it's been a great opportunity, um, especially with the state of origin uh, recently. Um, we've we've gone out to uh, well, our service providers have gone out to um, some of the smaller uh, local businesses um, to um, get their support as well. So it, it really has been a, a community effort uh, on the Gold Coast as well. So. Um, everything's ready. Um, we've, you know, we're prepared for the games, all the games across the weekend, and uh, yeah, looking forward to getting underway uh, tomorrow with the Titans v Eels. And of course, you know, you, you normally would have, you know, say one match every every other week or every fortnight, a home game for the Titans. What about the staffing, uh, venue staffing? I imagine most of them are all casual staff. Um, you've got to you've got to lock all those in for a number of days as well. Yeah, and. Yes, yes, we do. And look, you know, COVID's been, um, you know, probably tough on a lot of casuals. Um, it's actually going to be nice to be able to be in a position to provide them with some opportunities, you know, to um, work at the venue um, probably a little bit more consistently than um, what we have had in the past. So, yeah, um, I, I can't see any issues there. All right. Well, mate, I appreciate you giving us a, a bit of your time. Uh... Uh, have you got any concerns? Uh, you're going to get this done, and it's there's going to be no problems. Look, if we can uh, if we can deliver State of Origin um, and the Queensland win in three days, um, I'm really confident that we'll be uh, we'll be on top of our game for you know, the next games at Seabus Super Stadium. Absolutely. Well, I wish you all the best. And as I say, it's an un- un- unenviable position uh, you are in, but I'm sure you're the man for the job, Christian. So all the best for the weekend when there's going to be five or six games uh, at the one venue. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that from you. There is Christian um, Christian Blundell, a busy, busy man. Uh, fair to say, I think probably the busiest man in rugby league these days. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. Well, what an interesting time it is to be a Canberra Raiders fan. Well, that tough start to the season. Uh, players rumoured to be falling out with the coach, but a good win against Manly recently uh, puts them, what is it, two points, I think, out of the finals places. They have another very winnable game coming up this week against Cronulla Sharks up there on the Gold Coast. To chat all things about the Raiders, we've got Mike from the Green Machine podcast on the line. Hey, Mike, how are you, mate? I'm good, Chris. Mate, uh, good to be back on. Good to have you on. Good to have you on. You know, we, we've, got a, we've got a soft spot here for the Raiders. Um, soft spot indeed. And I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I put my hand up, Mike. I thought uh, it's just about time to draw a red line through their chances of making the top eight. Uh, that was immediately following the Gold Coast Titans match. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there were probably a few Raiders fans maybe doing the same thing. They redeemed themselves, though, against Manly. Um How's the vibe there in the club amongst the fans now? It's an interesting one with it being, you know, such a such a tough run for that either the seventh and eighth spots as the, the top six is really well 
mm. wrapped up, but it's going to be a bit of a dog fight. So there's a bit of hope there. Like, even though we certainly haven't played anywhere near our best footy yet, there's a bit of hope there that we can hopefully come home a little bit stronger. Against the Sharkies then, um, I, I think, look, this is, must, this is must win for you. It really is. And it's probably one of those maybe you could call it a four-point game, couldn't you? Um, Jack Whiten and Josh Papali'i, uh, any indications? Are they expected to back up from Origin? Yeah, look, I believe they will. Um, Papali, Papali'i, sorry, played plenty of minutes on the weekend. Jeez, he, just, he seemed he did a great job for Queensland. And I, I think Jack was a little bit, Hard done by. I know there's a, a few people criticising him on social media, but I, I think when the halves went down after game two, there was, the scapegoats were always going to be in the halves. But I actually don't think Jack played a bad game, scored a good try and played pretty well. I think he'll come back ready to go and ready to put in a big performance on the weekend. Yeah, I hope he does too. And, and I think people are being a little bit critical of, of Mitch Moses and, and Jack White. And it was always going to be difficult for them coming in after such um, you know stellar performances from Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai, um, you know, who played back-to-back games and know each other's games so so well. This is the first time Jack and Mitchell would have played together, I imagine. You know, um, and they've only had a few training sessions together. So I, I think people should just uh, you know, hold back a bit with any any sort of criticism they might want to throw their way. Yeah, look, I think that's a given, to be honest. But like I said, the whole scapegoat syndrome of what was the thing difference from when we won to when we lost, and I guess it was the halves. So people jump all over that. And there was plenty of other players that made uh, lots of mistakes in that game last night, which was unfortunate. But you know what? Uh, Blues won the series, so I'm very happy about that On a, you know, as a, as a New South Wales fan. So... Absolutely. That is what it is. Absolutely. Yeah, and great, we, we know great. with Jack too, and, and, and Freddie said it many times, his, you know, his, his strong point is his running game. Um, so it was nice to see him step off that left and, and go over that, for that try, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. And I, I think he was looking dangerous when he started running in that second half. There was a couple of sets before that he looked likely and then pretty much ran that same line to score his try two minutes later and, yeah, put us back in front at that stage. So, yeah. Uh, it was, I thought. I actually thought he played well, so I won't be hearing any criticism of him, to be honest. No, no. Now, listen, so closer to home, back at, at the Green Machine, um, Tom Starling and Josh Hodgson, um, what are we going to see from them for the back end of the season? And, and well, hopefully, for your sake, heading into the finals. Um, has Ricky found his balance in, in how he wants to play those two? Yeah, I think so. I, I think last weekend was a real indicator of exactly how they'll play for the end of the season. Um, Hodgson's going to start in the hooking position, probably play 10 to 20 minutes, depending on how the game's going before Starling comes on and speeds up that ruck area where Hodgson will move into a ball-playing lock slash halfback style role. I think you'll find that that'll be his position for the rest of the year and probably going into next year, to be honest. I know there was a bit of talk of him moving on, but that's all gone quiet and he's apparently expected to stay. So mm. that's like one fire that seems to be put out from earlier in the year that they seem to have worked out. Good, 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 good. I spoke to Sammy Williams at the weekend. He jumped on the line and, and on our um, NRL match day program on Sunday. And gee, what a, what a refreshing, he's a lovely young fella, isn't he? Or well, not so young. He's, he's about 30, <laughs> I believe, but really well spoken. And um, he also said to me that he would love to stay there for another year wants another contract, and even if it is a 12-month contract, what do you think will happen with Sam? 
Sam Williams is one of these guys who is a, is a very solid player and a very solid backup. And I think even he knows that. He's not mm. the quickest bloke, but he reads he reads the game really well. So I'll be honest, I'm happy to have Sam Williams at the club as long as possible. He's not going to cost the club a lot. He's not likely to be a starting halfback all year, but I actually think he's got a really good footy brain. He kind of doesn't have a lot of that, that real quick athleticism to back it up, I don't think, which... And that's not even a criticism, to be honest. I think the bloke knows football, and guys like that are really great to have around. I think he'll eventually end up in the coaching staff, and I think we'll be better for it. In terms of the number seven, he would be your go-to first choice now for the remainder of the season. I would have thought that's his that's his jersey to lose, would it not be? Look, I, I, I think that's the way they're going to go. I think that's the way Rick's going to go. I'd probably go something different. I'd... Uh, I'd be bringing up uh, young Brad Schneider and giving him mm. more of a run. But um, Rick's got his, you know, I understand Rick doesn't want to blood too many young blokes. and We've got plenty of young blokes in the side already. Our back line is super young now. We'd, it's good to see um, Jared Croker back, but the rest of the back, oh, sorry, and you've got uh, Rappina there as well. But, you know, we had Tomoko, Seb Chris, mm. uh, Semi Valimi, like lots of young blokes in that uh outside back, so I can understand why you'd want someone like uh, Sam Williams to bring a little bit more experience into the back line. Yeah, no, I, I can see where, where you're coming from there, and I guess it de- depends what happens with him contract-wise as well, but he's doing a good job for you at the moment, um, and uh, he, he uh, will be hoping to, to fill that halves pairing with Jack White and for the rest of the season. Cronulla Sharkies then, they've been on a bit of a roll themselves. Um, they've won five, I think five of their last six games. Uh, you're quietly confident about this. I think your last five matches against Cronulla, you've won them all. Yeah, it's funny because even earlier in the year, we we won, we got off to a good start and kind of dropped off as the game went on. We're kind of lucky not to get pipped in that one because that was the day that Chad Townsend couldn't find a conversion to a penalty right. kick or a goal or anything and literally we just got over I think by two points in the end so literally goal kicking was the difference in that game but we've had a lot of close games against them and they're finding a bit of form I reckon the Sharks are their own worst enemy like they can go on this run of form but they're the only side that's lost to both the Bulldogs and the Broncos you know the two mm. sides below them on the ladder like so you just don't know which shark side's going to turn up, but um, they're definitely dangerous. Definitely mm. dangerous. It's a it's a bit of a not a shambles. I mean, it's been well organised. I guess it's organised chaos. Um, this fixture schedule now, and there's going to be another change as well with Melbourne having to go back into a, a bubble there uh, in Queensland. But double header, so double header at Seabus Super Stadium on Friday night. Obviously, we've just had Origin there. Um, you boys will be there on Saturday afternoon. There might even be another game there on Saturday as well. So Jack Whiten and Josh Papali'i, uh, they will both return to the same venue of Origin in and play two games in the space of just three or four days. Absolutely. And look, I I think um, it's good. They would have had a feel for the ground, you know, just recently. So that's a, that might give them a bit of an advantage. I know Sharks didn't have any origin players, but that's also their advantage because they've got no one having to back up only a few days later. So, yeah, look, there's, you've got to take any advantage you can and mm. a bit of familiarity with the ground for, 
the boys is probably one good one that we can take something out of, I suppose. Now, I guess your fans too. I mean, and this is just the way we're, we're dealing with it. We've just got to do it. There's nothing we can do about it, but it was a home game for you guys. So you're going to miss out on that. And, you know, I imagine there's a number of Raiders fans who are really disappointed. You know, you may not get another home game for the rest of the season, but I guess we just got to suck it up and deal with it, huh? Yeah, look, at, at the end of the day, we've still got footy and that's better we haven't had any stoppages this year. We had to, you know, we had to go take the, we lost games for a month last year while everyone was in lockdown and looking for any entertainment that we could get. And at the end of the day, this is an entertainment product, uh, product that's there for all of us. So I'm just glad to be able to still have access to watching it. It is a shame that the Canberra locals can't get down and out to the footy, but it's, it's a different world at the moment, and you're, I'm just glad that the footy's still on, to be honest. Absolutely. All right, mate, I appreciate you jumping on the line, Mike, and um, our listeners that uh, are Raiders fans, they might want to tune in to you. Uh, how often do you do that Green Machine podcast? Every week, mate. Uh, we record every Tuesday night, and by late, after, after the team list is announced, and by Wednesday morning, the podcast is out, and it can be found on Spotify or iTunes or SoundCloud, and if you just jump onto the Facebook or Twitter and look up Green Machine Podcast, I'm sure you'll find us and everywhere we can be listened to. Awesome, mate. Good luck this weekend against the Sharkies, you Raiders, and uh, all the best for the rest of the season. Thanks for joining us on Higher Ground. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Well, that just about wraps it up. Uh, it's been a busy show. Thank you to uh, all my guests, um, for Stevie Renoff that jumped on, Brett Finch earlier as well, the Green Machine Podcaster, Mike from, from Canberra Raiders, and uh, also Christian of Blundell, who we just heard from uh, earlier. Uh, busy few days for the Gold Coast, uh, the manager or the chief executive uh, of Seabus Super Stadium. I hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget, uh, you can tune in to NRL Match Day, and uh, I'll be there on Sunday from midday. Uh, we'll be going right through until 4 o'clock this Sunday. Until next time, keep smiling. Bye-bye.